Welcome back to WTF and Von Adil with Spicy and the Fox Danger. And today we're joined by our first returning guest, Funk Masterflex. Ooh, I didn't know we were going to give you such an entrance. Third time coming. Actually, it would be the fifth time coming back. Oh, well, <laughs> what would it be if you didn't remind us how terrible I oh, am on. at running the audio equipment? Gotta bring that back. It's going to be for everything with Funk. Well, also, Funk, speaking of bringing back, now that you're back, we have the return of The Outline. The Outline, I got, I got a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be maybe five talking points, but we expanded it to maybe about 25, 30. Anytime there's an outline in front of you, it's going to get bigger. It's probably for the best, because, I mean, when it comes to the topic that we're going to end up covering this week, I, I don't really have a ton to say about it, um, but it is really important, and it's something that, like, a lot of people ask about, so I... I you know, the fact that he put out this outline for us is going to help me probably more than anybody else. No repeats of the half the video about lore not being, or half the podcast about lore not being about lore. But it's 2021. <laughs> it's 2021. So, you know, it's our first podcast of the new year. And you know what that means, Fox? It means that uh, it's, it's going to be a better. No, it's never going to be better. It means it's time for segments. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did. We definitely didn't just get done talking about this too. Yes, good job. You keep up very well. So the first segment's going to include Funk as well. It's the how the hell have you been? Been doing well. Managed to get my hands in a PS Five a couple weeks ago. I didn't think I was going to get one. You nerd. I don't really have, I'm jealous. I, I have no PS Five games yet. I'm just playing my PS Four games. I got a PS Three wow, like really? when the PS Four was launching. So I'm a generation behind. I don't really use it. So you weren't going to get the uh, the Cyberpunk 77 or whatever? I, oh, hell no. Uh, I've only I heard about the debacle that that caused. I've only heard the title. I know there's a debacle, and I heard the title of the game. I know nothing else besides that. Eventually, it'll be a full game. Oh, boy. Someday. I am jealous of your PS5, though. Like uh, PlayStation generally has the, the titles that I want to play on it, and uh, I know that eventually I'm going to have to get that, too. PC Master is still, but why would the Netflix graphics compatibility work with PS3 and PS2 games? Just added it, it doesn't. PS4 all strange. works, except for a couple no one cares about. <clears throat> right. So anyway, that was a I, that was a quick. How are you? We do that every time. I go, how are you doing, Fox? But you know, so New Year's was nice. We had a bunch of stuff. I posted all in the Discord for everyone that likes watching me show my life to everyone, as if anyone cares. <laughs> you and your your fancy pretentious hors d'oeuvres. I love hors d'oeuvres, man. Fucking jalapeno poppers and stuff. I still say that you should like <laughs> submit some of your photos for like magazines and stuff. Magazines. It's, it's like everything is framed. Every, everything is framed exactly right in a way. That that's how I put it down on the table when I'm out. So that's it. why I keep picking on it. <laughs> I put it down to the table when I'm having it that way. I'm not going to lie. When you posted the picture of tomatoes on bread, I actually went to the kitchen and had like tomatoes on like triscuits because that's the best I could do. It's bruschetta. Okay. It's bruschetta. Oh, oh, br- bruschetta. Oh, okay. No, I mean you gotta have some class, Fox. You gotta have... anyway. Uh, so on New Year's we had what is I assume someone in the Discord using the wrong channel. Can you guys please use the right channels and the mechanics and math questions? And uh, I assume they were drunk. I woke up to this because I was already passed out at this point. And it was uh, what is this here? We all need gangsters time to time. We all need an OGJP. And I just want to set the record straight here: Fox is not Japanese. Uh, that is correct. I, I actually used to, uh, people actually used to think I was Japanese, like back in the day when I played on this on Xbox, uh, because I would like tank things on Red Mage Sub Ninja, and I would never talk in party or, or in Link Shell or anything. Like I was always on a Skype call, and that, you know, definitely dates when I played this. 
but uh <laughs> like because i never actually said anything like new people to like any of the groups that we were doing always thought that i was japanese because they, they typically didn't either um and then when they got on the skype call it was always like a rude awakening i was like oh man this guy isn't japanese what the hell's going on so yeah i can i can also help you confirm that i am i'm not japanese and let's go to the i'm just gonna make stupid noises next segment the worst threat of the week there won't always be this segment but oh my god sometimes you just need to say something i remember i looked at this too when, when you first brought it up uh the worst threat of the week this week i think is the Fodia versus uh, Selfie Belt. Yeah, the Fodia Belt versus Fully Aug Selfie uh, Belt. There was a Necro Bump for 245 days, and there's a guy who I hope it's a sock, and it's a one-post thing. And it's uh, I, it wasn't intentionally supposed to be this bad, but it is, it is very bad. So, wait, what was going on with that? Because I, I looked at it when you posted this, but it was like... It was... This is similar to sometimes how we get questions too about you get questions mostly because you're the the mechanic monkey the the grease whatever you are whatever title you would had uh, and it was just here very small sample size but was a surprise ten apex bats each belt only truss he lists the truss because you know he's gonna be very thorough with this testing oh that's right and he he lists. He lists Foshia belt on one side slash and then another one on the other side and he has the average weapon skill which is you know, 2,500 apart, and then he lists his strength between the two, his attack and accuracy between the two, STP, double attack, triple attack, quad attack, and weapon skill damage, as if those are the important things. No buffs, no nothing, just, you know... So, what what's missing from this, Spicy? Context, uh, an actual test, understanding that weapon skill damage skill? isn't on the belt for Fodia. Let, let, let's just start with the extreme basics, like, how about the actual weapon skill? Oh, <laughs> there's there's no mention of the weapon skill anywhere. That I didn't, it. didn't even realize. It's like ultra context. It's look, it's we're, so we're making, bad. We're making light of this, right? But it, I actually think that this person is doing a good thing. Like they're going out there and they're trying to test stuff on their own, and they're not just taking what someone may have just given them as like an accepted thing. And they're, like they're, they're trying to draw their own conclusions. And it, at least it's cool that they put it somewhere where where the. Uh, the rest of the community can look at it and scrutinize it as well, because, you know, it, it could be a talking point that we'd want to revisit. I remember when I saw a selfie plus one, you know, I I definitely gave it a real hard look for multi-hit weapon skills, um, especially like resolution. Yeah, but um, it, just because of, you know, how competitive it looks, but it's not. I didn't even look at it for resolution because I knew it wasn't going to win. Well, I didn't know that. I just strongly uh, believed it to the point where I had to check. I strongly believed it wasn't going to win either, but I did. I, I actually tried it in practice for quite a while, too, um, but. Uh, spoilers, guys, the uh, the Fodia equipment's still going to win on uh, any of the FTP replicating weapon skills. And on another topic here, since this one involves me, because it always has to involve me, because I'm an egomaniac. Uh, random question we weren't asked, but we're going to answer anyway. Uh, it was touched on on Reddit. This is a Reddit thread, so embrace yourself. Uh, it's a thief who's solo looking for advice or what to do or this or that and it was answered fairly well but they uh they go i've looked at the bg community guides which it's just one which have some great information but i struggle to fit the gear recommendations into a solo game perspective what i can and can't do solo isn't always apparent well you, you can't really make it apparent when you're listing gear what you can and can't do solo that's also a very personal thing but what got me is the reason i'm answering this without being asked is they say that about the thief thing 
And then they say, for waste, I have Shuttlestone, Wimbuffet Plus One, and Potentia Sash. No idea which is better. Likely depends, obviously. But that that's in the guide. That's that, that's there, and Potentia's listed. So anyone who ever reads any any gear guide in general, it's always this way for tiered sets, or anyone that I've made, if you don't know what to use, and you don't have the next tier, and the previous tier has Potentia Sash, which it does, and you understand what it says about dual wield or any notes there, then then that's what you use. You use Potentia because that's what you use. You don't. There you go. So there you go. The guide answered that. There you go. So there's the question answered. I wasn't asked. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've actually gotten a lot of questions about just attack speed in general and uh, the cap and how that works. Um, once again, I'd, I'd actually like to take the second to uh, to plug the, the FXI math guy. Um, I know that recently uh, I posted something to our Discord that you know had some people upset about like how the additional tax and around work and all that. Um, he does show his work throughout these videos and he does a really good job despite how dry they are. Um, and his attack speed video is, uh, is actually very good for understanding how like your dual wield works and how like all your different hastes come into play. So I've answered that question before. Um, I remember I slapped it somewhere. It's probably in my lab somewhere. Um, but if, if you're on our discord, uh, but go ahead and give the F XI math guy uh, a look because it might spark you to do some testing on your end too. It's, it's pretty cool stuff. I don't know if our subscriptions are public on YouTube, but we uh, we have subscribed to two people now, as in I've clicked the subscribe button on our YouTube channel for two people now that are Final Fantasy channels. The second one was FFXI Math that you're mentioning. The first one oh, was, thanks, this, was this uh, puppet one that, you know, I saw there. I saw their... Uh, <laughs> I saw their uh, dual wing of Shah with their with their mule and their dual wing of Vinapata with their mule and all this stuff on Pup, and it was super impressive. So I just, you know, subscribed to that just because, like, hey, good job. Yeah, I looked that over, too. It was uh, some good stuff. So if you ever get the chance, like, uh, definitely check that out and, and see what that guy was capable of because I, it got my gears turning for doing the same kind of solos on Beastmaster because I've been, I've been trying to do the Aranus one for a long time. I kind of want to skip our segment of us doing Kate Sith and Ambuscade because it's just to, you know, it's going to get too long. And uh, I agree. And I don't think people need to hear about the Nirvana summoners standing in range and dying to Kate Sith with no duration on their buffs and not knowing anything about summoner because everyone knows that. Or the Rune Fencer who's told to use one for all after Benediction and uses one for all as oh, soon man. as the fight starts every single time with Valiance and, and doesn't listen seven times in a row. Or, you know, Red Mage is not hasting people or caring or doing anything or bard singing once in AFK and people need to... yeah anyway so that segment's covered <laughs> so the last so the Go the on. new strat is to uh, get all the tangents out of the way first and... yes that is the the strat we're going for here because it's we're going to follow funk's outline and we're going to hopefully stick to nothing but crafting discussion for keeping it straight but the the last section here is uh the abentoya von spicy und reisen my my puppet uh, you know, segment here because a couple people asked for, you know, I don't know, was it me specifically, Fox, they asked for it, but they had asked for, I should talk about me pulling up a new job and doing a new job and the, the, the processes there. I, I think I suggested that, that you be the one to do that because, like, I leveled everything and I've got that critical mass of gear or whatever um, that makes my inventory screwed. So, like, I don't really get anything out of, like, finishing my 49 warrior, which is, like, the only job I have left. So I, I pretty much said that it would be more interesting to watch Spicy do that because he focuses on a job like a laser till it's done um, and then, you know, go from there. So there's more potential in watching you do it. Oh, yeah. Well, I started the new year off uh, January 1st. Now I have King Konkin level 75. So that's, that's a good start. 
but I uh, played Pup. It was my first 75, and I haven't touched it in like eight years. So uh, when Ambuscade first came out, I picked up the Pup back, not knowing like, oh, you can only get one a month. I better pick up this Pup back, even though I haven't played Pup in, in five years. And so I'm I have one cape ready to go before I even touch anything that's been literally sitting in my Mog Save 2 unaugmented for three years, two years. How long has Ambuscade been? Over two years now? It's like a three-year endeavor. So it's been there for about three years untouched. So I'm starting off in a, a very common ground that everyone can relate to. Let's see. Yeah, was, uh, and then, yeah, actually, I, Funk makes a, made a good point about the whole magic defense bonus comment that he made to uh, some feedback from uh, episode. It would have been episode 13 uh, that was watched. Oh uh, what? Oh, uh, oh I just yeah. Make that, sure we touch yeah. on that too. Let me pull that up. I'll talk about pup while I pull up. So I am running around with a very limited taking my rune fencer gear swap, and I'm wearing wearing malignant's gear, and I don't have much of anything else. And you know, while I'm at it, the pup guide. I look at some things in there, and I love Fabi's guide, and uh, whoever the other guy's name is, it Eric's whatever the the nice. German fellow who I just assume it is because that's what his flag is. I look at there and there's some things like they have the Ambuscade plus two pants for stringing pummel. And I look at that and I'm like, their weapon skill damage. And yeah, they have some attack and they have like 50 strength, but they maybe and they have VIT too. But it looked to me like just other pieces, not multi-attack. You don't want multi-attack on stringing pummel, but uh, what is it? The, the Rao pants or whatever have an augment of extra strength. So it was like, 11 strength or something higher and i don't remember the vit but i just looked at that immediately i didn't I, as i go through this i delve into what makes sense to me because pup is one of those jobs where i'm off in the weeds now there's no spreadsheet there's no nothing i have to it's kind of interesting because you're in a job now that has to reason its way through everything most of the time there's no like trying to thread the uh the edge there to get the most out of everything you're gonna kind of have to like take it as it goes well, well, if we're going to talk about stringing pummel specifically, um, yeah, I think I think a lot of places would probably put Rao up in the up towards the top. I mean, we're looking at the FTP getting weapon skill. It has a low FTP to start with, so I mean, that's going to be your your FODI equipment. Like that's your general indicator for that. Um, it has a fairly low strength mod on it. Thirty two percent strength. Yeah, thirty two percent bit. Um, I, I pulled. I'm looking at it here. Um, it cares about crit, so I mean, we're going to be trying to treat this thing like CDC. Uh, in fact, it, it screams CDC to me, but with yeah, with, that's what I mods. thought too. Because even the mods were very um, similar to to that. But I'm like, with that in that case, this, the best thing I have is like Herc with crit damage augment. I don't think that uh, Pup is going to do much better than some newer tights on this particular weapon skill. No, I wasn't even considering those pants. Yeah, I mean, you, you it has a decent amount of strength. It doesn't have like the most ever, but it does have quite a bit of multi attack on it. Um, and it's got like some accuracy. Uh, I, I think that's I think that's where I personally live on my pup. I, I honestly don't. I haven't been on pup in a little while. Um, but I mean, you want something along those lines. They aren't on Kenditsuba, unfortunately. So I mean, it's between that and perhaps you know dipping into some Hayoka pieces because those are pretty good for crit rate too. Yeah, those were another thing. I was okay. I think I pulled it up right here. Uh, I thought I pulled it up. <laughs> I see the magic evasion thing. Oh, that's probably underneath that tree of comments when i when i do dd stuff on on pub because i'm still in the the jp and phase on it um i, I go out and solo my jp um uh, it was a few months back and i primarily used a lot of howling fist because like monk um howling fist just does really dumb things when it multi-attacks and when, when you're fighting like apex bats or some you know low-level target that's going to 
pump CP on you. Um, it, it's still a really good weapon skill to go to, especially if you can close like fusions and stuff. And multi-stepping on pup is not very difficult, so Howling that's kind of the land that I is nice with the ranger puppet too to force it to uh, use Archaeoballista, which is you know its nicest weapon skill. Yeah, yeah, I I actually still have to skill with my ranger puppet. I don't know. I remember this magic defense bonus thing, but I don't remember Funk like we're in the middle of our segments so, here. Funk threw it at us, and I'm like, where where is this? It's not in any of the last two videos. So uh, I think what he was getting at. That is, like we talked about magic evasion like in in sets and stuff um and like he he did mention that uh it looks like we had a a specific you know focus on the magic evasion build uh but i didn't really talk about like how magic defense bonus plays in and it, it's actually it's actually starting to come back to me as well um aside from him helping <laughs> helping us actively right now <laughs> to try to remember Thanks a lot. For uh, essentially, just but, uh, what's the point of magic defense bonus? Because it's very, very underrated on most equipment, and most people don't understand. We what last it is. talked about it. Yeah, it was probably during that thing with um, me answering the blue. Another the the original segment there of answering a question you weren't asked. It's uh, the Celine coat <laughs> against uh, Sarama. Yes, it, it likely came up during that section, and I, I touched on it briefly, um, but I didn't really make it really clear. Uh, so when it comes to like magic attack bonus, magic defense bonus, of course, it's going to care about the attacker's magic defense bonus and, and the defender's magic defense bonus. And it, it turns into a ratio, actually. A lot of people think that it's just like a direct multiplier, but that's not completely true unless you're fighting like an Apex mob where it has no magic defense bonus whatsoever. It's, it's zero in that situation. Um, so that part of the equation is actually, I think it's like 100 minus the actual value for magic attack bonus divided by... 100 minus the actual value for defense magic defense bonus and that part there is multiplied onto the magic damage of the of the caster so if your magic defense bonus outweighs the attackers it, it actually ends up multiplying as a fraction instead and it ends up uh, reducing that magic damage coming in by a multiplicative which is which is huge uh so if you can get into a situation where like you can double your magic defense bonus and you know the mob isn't really Really, like coming at you with like insane values of magic attack bonus and most mobs in this game don't um you can actually cut out quite a bit of the damage involved um just by making sure that that's stacked appropriately and and funk is is, is that what you were getting at that, that uh, he, he found the comment if you want it okay it was yeah yeah oh not yeah 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 every job can benefit from magic evasion very underrated until you make a magic evasion build and compare before and after you guys didn't touch on magic defense bonus might have been good to mention it especially for people who might not fully understand it and I think yeah. when it comes to fully understanding, I think it's more a matter of people just want to know, should I be using magic defense bonus if I could get it somewhere on a piece of gear or or focus on maybe increasing a little bit over wearing just MDT and magic evasion gear? And I, I personally try don't. to. I don't. Magic if evasion possible, is most important for most of the damage, and then MDT rounds out the rest. I'd rather put on an absorption I guess it's not piece. really accessible compared to other things. So, I mean, if you get it, you can get it grid, you know? But I don't think you should go away just to get that. There's certain things that come to mind, like that Malignant Sword, that, I mean, you wouldn't... I don't see ever using that on a rune, but that's like an eight magic defense bonus on a weapon. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we want to look at, at what it does. Like, magic defense bonus, it's going to be harder to control the, the ratio or whatever that I was just talking about. But when it comes to resists, you're going to see the most dramatic decreases in the amount of damage something's doing to you if you resist it, though. Um, and I think it's easier to stack I think this could be what you're talking about too. Like it's easier to stack the amount of magic evasion that you have rather than trying to control a specific number like the um like the magic defense bonus ratio, because like finding that out amongst all targets is a lot 
more difficult than like shooting for a number like 700 magic evasion and already having it being intuitive with the rest of your sets is is that what you're getting at with like as far as like diminishing uh, returns and everything? yeah well i mean i'm getting at if i know i can resist something my priority of pieces to go on is going to be magic evasion then mdt then absorb pieces or negate pieces like water's charm or shadow ring or you know anything like that and then i would put on even int or something it just depends you know because magic defense bonus it doesn't really come equipable and in, in outside of gear and you it would just directly compete with magic evasion gear generally okay and then uh funk you were saying something about uh about how that didn't really seem feasible well you want to aim for magic evasion you know you're not gonna go out of your way to get like a magic defense ring and you can get a better ring than that so the priority should be magic evasion if you ask me then any kind of magic defense bonus is just a bonus i i think if you found the right amount where you know, like anything else is just wasted and, and not helping you resist more, which you it's, you wouldn't know that. But if you did, then put yeah, it that's on. That's what my point is, yeah. Yeah, because if, if you had plenty um, of magic evasion on rune, yeah, you wouldn't need the A tier unless you really need an extra 5% PDT. Depending on, I can't think of a fight where you would do that, but if you put on the Malignant Sword, yeah, that would be a reason to use extra magic defense bonus because you're already resisting and if it's a magical mod, I don't know. There's, maybe there's a scenario somewhere for it. I may sound crazy, um, but I actually did have a swap for Rune Fencer. I, I didn't use it all the time, um, but I actually used the Inquisitor's Bead Necklace on that job because it had like 55 HP, which is a pretty good amount. Um, keep in mind, this, this is before like plus two next. Um, like it, it was a pretty good amount of HP and it comes with like a staggering like eight magic defense bonus on the neck. And like usually you only see amounts like that on like your main body piece and stuff. Um, so like when, when, when I saw a piece like that, um, I figured I might as well have this in a set, but most of the time I just, yeah, I, I did what you guys were talking about. Well, that's and, actually, you know, I, I didn't, I, I forgot I tried about to make that. It work. That necklace, I completely forgot about. It's the easiest thing to get in the world. If you had a build, yeah. that would be, because people it's don't. It's solid. The other thing is Water's Charm, so that's to compete with Water's Charm, so that's that's the problem. Correct. I think Water's Charm invalidated that, not just because of the well, resist. Now, but... now it has to compete with not only the, the plus two rune neck, but also situations where, like, instead you're just going to want the raw HP and MD from a... Uh, uh, a moving color, yeah. R15. Okay, so, so it's probably been outclassed. So to start off the crafting thing here, part of my pup, and to finish that last segment that it ended but didn't end, now it's <laughs> my pup, uh, I saw a bunch of stuff. I have alchemy, and I saw that a bunch of the things are dirt cheap to craft, like the magna plug or whatever cost me, I don't know, what, 10k or something, and it's 112k from the NPC, and it makes multiples, so I've been... 12? No, it actually makes three for that one. It, the BG had it listed as 12. Some of them are 12, but that one was actually three. I got three for NQing that. Um, so I've been standing at the NPC wow. in Nashmau, just trying to bizarre every attachment for 10k less than it comes from the NPC as I make them steadily. I mean, at that, at that kind of rate, like, I would probably try to cut it down a little more dramatically than 10k, but... Because, I mean, like, right now you're undercutting NPCs, which is... Which is kind of funny. Oh, I'm standing on top of them, man. I'm the Odoro version too, except I want you to buy my bizarre stuff. I've actually sold all the Magna Plugs, and today I don't know how long I was there before Carrot logged me out. She goes, you're getting a lot of tells. And I'm like, okay, that's thanks. I was bizarring. And I sold... Ludicrous business strategy. I sold two of the uh, Coiler 2s already. I wish I had known. Um, I bought all my attachments for my pup like, wholesale off of the off of the the npc so now i feel bad the turbocharger too is like 750k and it just requires you getting the battery off the auction house and you make three of those when you make that one as well so that's you can make a cool you can save a lot of money doing that and make a little on the side by undercutting the npc 
So this is one of those situations where you'd say that like crafting is going to save you more money. It's not necessarily going to make you money. I mean, I guess it indirectly does, but it definitely saves you like as long as you do the research in advance. And I mean, I guess that could be a, a pro to using that system. It's um, Yeah, I'm going to let Funk start his outline here after I do this, but I originally started crafting to make money back 10, 12, however many years ago it was. And over time, I've changed that position to crafting is for my convenience, for other people, or to save money, which is why I do cooking and alchemy and stuff like that. Because that's, it's not worthwhile for me to try and make money on it now, in my opinion. But hopefully, hopefully Funk's got more insight for that. So Funk, thank you for <laughs> sitting there while we did all those random segments. I'm just wondering how much time you're going to cut off this time to me, you know, Ooh. like last time. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, Funk felt very slighted by Martel getting <laughs> two and a half hours to his one and a half because I cut Funk off. Yeah. Well, now Funk only has like 35 minutes left. Yeah, you better yes, round this yeah. out really quick. This outline better get uh, jazzed up here. All right. Well, let's get started then. So yeah, back in the day, uh, crafting was around since the beginning of the game. Like right when it first came out, I think level 50 was the cap. And when I first started, I really wanted to be a, a chef. So unbeknownst to me i decided to go in oh i started in bastok by the way i i decided to go up to the hill in bastok and i went into that fire i tried making some recipes there in the the, the galkin sausage fire yeah i, I thought that's how you, you crafted back then you Ooh, know? that's even better than me getting lost in port uh sandy you went up to a fire in the random mountain to try and cook how, how did you yes, think it was gonna work <laughs> I didn't know it was not going to work. What do you think? You just trade the fire and it gives it back to you? Exactly. Because then you get lost. It's like some dark stoles, uh, soul stuff just sitting by the fire. <laughs> yeah. here. I had to share the story after I heard that one of yours. Oh. Well, I'm, so I'm, glad I, I'm glad I encouraged you to embarrass yourself. <laughs> All of us had a noob story. Come on. That is great. No Funk's one even silhouette flickering in the pale moonlight. Yeah, Funk's outline first started there in the fire and then to the moon. I... No one even knows that Galkin sausage place, though. We talk about that, but everyone's like, wait, what's that? And to make it worse, it was during Summerfest, so all those damn fireworks are going off. <laughs> you guys are interfering with my fire. Yeah. For the, so for those who don't know, there's an old school quest, and it kind of came back in uh, the Abyssia era, in Abyssia Misero, near, I don't know what, it doesn't matter where it was at in the zone, but uh, there you had to get like a, was it a giant sheep's meat or something, Funk, and walk up to this fire and trade it? Yeah. And it would give you back a Galkin sausage and you had to leave it in the fire for a certain amount of time and take it out. And you could get different qualities of, of Galkin sausage, like minus like plus one, two, plus, plus three, two. Whatever. It was the first plus three item in the game, I even think. Yeah, I wouldn't know, yeah. If only our crafting system was actually that interactive. Yeah. <laughs> Still better than fishing. Yeah, we're not even going to go in fishing in this episode, I don't think. I think fishing's its own its own letdown. I don't know. I don't know. We couldn't do a whole episode on fishing because no one cares, but... Oof. Well, you know, you could go to the history pages I made and look at all the fishing changes they've done over the years. I'd probably be more thorough than anything we could do. That would be the history of Final Fantasy XI on BG Wiki made by Funkworks over the last 20 years. It's only Pro been, what, three edition. years? Three years to make a guide. Jeez, I thought I was slow. It's not a guide. I know it's not, but it has to be because that's what I do. If you want some nostalgia, go check it out. End of plug. I like it. It's very good. It's probably... If you continue working on it, it will be the, the single greatest work made by someone in Final Fantasy XI. It will belong to Mr. Galkin Sausage uh, Chef over there. But it's not a video, so it's not content, right? Oh, no, you're not a content Only, only videos are contents. If only Essie would recognize your history. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. So, I don't know. I don't know if we all had different experiences with crafting. Um, you know, it's uh, 
it, it's definitely been in the game for quite a while, if not like since originally it was implemented, right? Like if if anything, it was like very close to the first inception of the game. And then um, I, I don't know, like I I was an old school crafter. I only made it to 84 before I took my very first break to this game. And I don't have the most, I, I have really negative experiences with it. I, I picked Clothcraft and it was not good to me. I want to so say. So I don't know, what, what are your guys's, what are your, your guys's takes on it? Mine was always alchemy. I've started alchemy and I've always been alchemy. But back then I did uh, silent oils. And I also farmed the beehive chips, mail and beeswax. Uh, oils and prison potters when I go to back when I first started alchemy. I want to say also, though, Fox, what you were talking about with crafting being the first thing. If I recall correctly, the Japanese had a like up on crafting due to the release cycle or something, Funk. So crafting had this big, uh, I don't know if the, the image has diminished even to this day that crafting makes you a lot of money because the JP had a monopoly on the crafting when the game first came over to the NA market. And they, you know, when you have a monopoly on the market, you make a lot of money. I mean, I could see that. I wasn't really involved to that extent that early on. I wasn't either, obviously, but I just think that was the Maddie. history there. Yeah, and of course, they get mad when they see the other players, particularly in markets, you know. We're going to get a comment. Is today. We'll get a comment on that from sure. Uh, definitely after our OG JP thing, so we're really going to touch the JP market here. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I think you're doing it right. Like when, Whenever someone approaches crafting from like a consumable standpoint, I just always feel like there's more... Uh, longevity even though you have to like stay on top of it like i think uh picking alchemy and cooking and stuff is really where i should have been and i think it's like one of the wiser moves honestly i did alchemy there's well. always going to be demand for what you're making well i initially yeah. wanted to make medicine you know but you know how somewhat useless medicine is like i go drop the course i gotta do that but high potion is what i wanted to make because i was called kapala and i couldn't have an emp dude sneak oils were the biggest thing back in the day you need to chug those things yes, to get around all those zones well silver bullets were also big i think se really dropped the ball with medicine at the at the start because you got that muddle effect that stopped you from being able to use like multiples unless you use certain medicines and i, I don't know it's it, uh it really it really put a hamper on it because it was like several minutes of you not being able to pop more medicine and you know think of the times when you're actually gonna pop medicine like you're gonna roll into a bcnm you're, you're gonna need to either low man it or maybe it's just part of the strat and you got to use this medicine at a critical time like you can't even load yourself up on elixirs like you would in like other titles like standalone titles uh, and you know medicine your way through fights that you couldn't heal your way through and you just can't do that here because of that that whole like muddle effect like it stops you from popping more meds no you got the high potions as a galka paladin and the uh, og ultimate omega fight in cop i mean inventory is full of high potions and every other player's inventory is full of high potions and they trade them to me between fights besides icarus uh -huh. wing which gives you that medicated effect the first thing that comes to mind here for me that i'm sure everyone if you even remember this has forgotten about to the the, the sands of time here is the potion drops. Those give medicated effect, I believe. Yeah, I was so excited for those things when they first came out because they stacked. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't need to have any of these stupid inventory suckers anymore, but lo and behold, it gives medicated status. It's the dumbest yeah, thing. Like, a lot of the alchemy stuff also didn't stack too in, in, in a game, and, and this is a time when we didn't have mob wardrobes. Like, uh, we, we had all our gear on us at all times and if you were like a red mage or something like you were super sweet we didn't even have 80 inventory <laughs> like, back in the day it was 60 or whatever yeah yeah or a sack or a satchel or a yeah, case. nothing at all i i still stand by it though because when that stuff's critical it's critical and it's a consumable resource that people will continuously need rather than like think of like a weapon you craft and then sure you'll get a lot of because someone will buy it because it's maybe something that's in demand uh, but then they never need to buy that weapon again um, they're they're done. You know, you're not going to get a. It, it's a lot harder to get a continuous. And they can sell it back too. 
Exactly. And they'll they'll actually encroach on your market if they get something better. And they're just trying they're to like, oh, I don't need this anymore. They're trying to dump it and get something else because they either need the gill or the inventory or whatever. So they're just going to undercut you and, you know, it's going to set the ball rolling. Yeah. yeah, I think you guys made wise decisions. Um, I personally would have chosen cooking. I think uh, cooking, you know, hindsight being 2020 and all, I think it's probably one of the better crafts. Uh, Fox, it's uh, 2021. Uh, sorry. Yeah, the, the 2021 uh, hindsight. Um, is definitely that uh, I I don't know I I'm in the cooking camp. Funk's reasoning was sound. You know what my reasoning was? What was that? I wanted alchemy because the first thing I did to make money in this game was to farm beehive chips, and someone crafted the beehive chips into beeswax. So I go, I want to make beeswax. So I've leveled alchemy to make beeswax. Of course you would. Yes, and I remember bazaaring high potions back in the day because everyone needed them for their. Uh, their mat fight so that people just buy those high potions up really quick but you know you eat up your inventory space you know making all these high potions to level up it was it was a it was a thing so if we're talking about all these mythical crafts though like what about because uh, there was always the stigma around goldsmithing in particular and smithing. like people thought that you had to be super rich to be a goldsmith and then they thought that like that was like the golden ticket once you got to do 100 did you guys ever experience that 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 thing? You You're skipping also? Funk's outline by going to that, I believe, because that's going to be about the lack of recipes back in the day. Oh, am we, I? Oh, I didn't even realize that. that uh, no, I just oh, okay. I, I figured yeah, that I was it because Funk. Remember goldsmithing? Was it just because the lack of synths and how expensive the items were to make? I remember back then, it, people have said uh, the gold ingot road as as well as like the silk road for Clothcraft. <laughs> Yeah, because back then you couldn't just skill up with any recipe 10 levels below you. It's anything above you. And you needed to make things. You know, it was a big thing for so goldsmithers. So the best way for goldsmithings, the best thing for goldsmithers to do is to get their trusty lightning crystals and go to Devor and farm those gold orc masks and desynth them for gold ingots. Yep, that's what I was going to say. And people would get the lightning affinity in their mog house so they would break their gold orc masks less. Yeah, desynth thing oh, was yeah. a huge back then. I remember also farming the... Um, Quit off backplates in Palbor Mines for I, money. I just sold them on the auction house. People do send them into dark steel ingots. I'm going to like a dark place because anytime anyone brings a lightning crystal. So I, I pick Clothcraft <laughs> because I'm a fool. And uh, it is not only like insanely expensive because it was back then also. Like I remember the reason I asked that question is because people are always talking about goldsmithing this, goldsmithing that. And they're like, goldsmithing so expensive to look level i was leveling clothcraft and i remember that anything i didn't farm was massively expensive starting with silk road and then eventually getting into the the awful awful synth synth experience that is uh uh spider webs to make rainbow and oh man i remember i would spend like an entire day hoping that i would get like 0.3 worth of skill ups yeah i had a goldsmithing friend his name was verk he always was over in devore getting those gold so I also had a clothcraft friend in here who was in a tree farming spiders for her oh, rainbow tree. Yeah, I killed the recluses. Yep. I did. Or Cuffed Tunnel had spiders too. I have three mules, all of which did crafting, and I started clothcrafting at the height of TOAU. So I, off chokes on you, Fox, I farmed all my silk thread on Thief using uh, the old crawler's nest method with the rolling berries, which finally came back with the uh, voracious resurgence missions. I would get all those rolling berries in Port Juno and go and spam all the uh, crawler NMs because they had a better drop rate and you could steal silk thread from them. Well, don't get me wrong. Like I had the HNMLS skill, you know, from, from selling drops and stuff, but I actually spent a lot of time farming. It's just with as much inventory issues that we had. And back then these cocoons did not stack. Spiderweb you didn't could only stack farm either. like so much. Yeah, you could only farm so much, 
and then you'd have to go back and get your synth support because you didn't want to break this stuff. And then you you would synth and have to run all the way back out there again. Then we didn't have the kind of fast travel. So like I would go out and like fill my inventory, right? And then I would come back and I would probably augment about maybe 30% of my crafting with it instead. So uh, I didn't do the whole purchased route. Um, I did like a hybrid of doing mostly farm. And then, you know, because I wasn't done crafting for the day and I really wanted to push that last point one, uh, I went back to the auction house and said, screw it. I'm going to, I'm going to buy these stacks of, uh, or not even these stacks. I'm going to buy these singles of spider webs and, uh, and hopefully be able to, to bust this thing out. It was so bad. Yeah. For some crafts back then, when you're leveling, you you could get to a certain level like pretty quickly because the synth was easy. But then you would be stuck in the same level, like for instance, just throwing us out there like 87 for months while you slowly made these only single synths that you could make to slowly creep up there to the next level. Oh yeah, I think I it's stopped very at painful. Like 90, 93 or something weird in Clothcraft when Wings of the Goddess was still the thing, and I didn't get to like a hundred until I don't know later. I don't remember, but Clothers was still kind of, kind of very slow was the problem. Yeah, I remember I mapped it out back then, and I I remember a lot of the um, the synths you had to make were not only like the not the real quick ones anymore because the the good thing about spider webs is like if you desynth two of those, it made a thread, right? And you could sell the thread if you wanted to, or you more importantly would just hang on to it and turn the thread into cloth, and that was your next progression. Well, once that that road came to an end, <laughs> and it comes to an end very quickly. Um, quote unquote quickly uh, you then start having to make things like full-on pairs of pants and these are like super fancy pants that require like eight different ingredients and yeah it was it, it's not a good time taru taru yeah, re- recipes were just fo- so far few and far between to actually find something that you can synth even if it was a bad recipe like i remember they made yeah. those D- dragon slayer swords for alchemy when blue mage came out and toau the demon slayer as well then as we just go down 98 and after that only thing you basically had to do was pro ethers which involved arm and wings to get to 100 yeah i did alchemy and stopped at certain points because i'm like okay i'm 51 above echo drops at 70 something i no longer need to level alchemy i'm just gonna make money off echo drops pretty much i just i just never found any returns in my in my craft and i think that if i had chosen a better route um you know route that had better recipe uh, I would have had a better experience with it, and maybe I could, you know, be a little bit more positive when it when it comes on like reflecting my, like reflecting on my uh, crafting experience. To this day, my mule still has. Back then, it was a thing too. That was around when the satchel was released. I filled up just my mog satchel, my mog house, mog storage, everything. I still to this day now it's mog safe too, and everything has all these crafting. I just have stacks of random things that are like. Just materials for cloth craft sitting on filling up an entire mule of that cloth crafting mule. Yeah, I can't hold on to that kind of stuff. I just NPC'd it and threw it away. <laughs> you never know when, uh, what is it, Mojabwa thread or something's going to be a thing again. Oh, yeah, I've regretted it many times. Like, I think it was like a jewel or something that came out that was used for just one synth, but then they added like two other synths for Koinor. it. So valuable. The, the Koinor are, yeah. Well, I think it's, it was that. That, that is one of that is an example, but it was something else as well. Soul Flare. It's like not used for anything, really, but it's like super expensive. I know it's used in like um, the quests for relic weapons, and I think it's used in like a, a synth. I think it's the egg, the Fabergé egg or whatever. Oh, the egg no one ever made, the Imperial egg or whatever? Yeah, yeah, with the additional effect of uh, provoke and, uh, you know, you, you quit your account when you throw it. <laughs> But on the the, the, yeah, the decent topic, before we go on to, I don't know what the next thing is here, but uh, 
remember soul flare staves everyone was decenting those as a woodworker that was like huge money to make the lumber because it was a, a salvage thing and now it's worthless because it's salvage armor and no one needs it yeah like toau they made a bunch of stuff even when the guys i think they had a bunch of monster drops that decent into pre-decent items just kind of went away that's kind of sad i remember what it did to some of them remember what it did to wootzor also because that used to be like a, a lol drop in dynamis uh Dynamis oh, yeah and then as soon as it was needed for the ingots to make the uh the salvage gear all of a sudden they just shot up in price and it became like as as worthwhile to make sure people aren't just getting free lot anymore yeah, Dynamis, like all of a sudden it was like rated right up with currency. Yeah, Dynamis Link shall make a spreadsheet distributing money from Wootsor as everyone wanted to do Bestalk every week. Yep. I still do you some didn't... of the decents today. Sorry, Funk. Uh, the Some of the best ones I can think of are the Pirogo hats because it, fluctu- it fluctuates a lot, but you need it for several AF of Blue Mage or Pup or whatever and creating. The Pirogo hat makes the Imperial Silk Cloth and it's worth 70k right now a cloth. Sometimes they don't sell. Sometimes they've got on the 30k, but random items like that still sell for random stuff because no one else is making it, which is, you know, something I'm sure we'll touch on later with how it's hard to make money in crafting because as soon as there's something you can make money on, someone else is ruining it and you got to move to something else. Yeah, even that, like now the Dynamis Bast, I can get a bunch of sparkling stones. They're pretty valuable for coin ours. Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. Because you made, they made sticky rings. Get them Busidine as well on the Quados. Yeah, and if I remember right, the cute thing about uh, Coinor, because uh, I've attempted it a few times, is that um, anyone with a subcraft and like if you go in and um, and you have the accessories for it as a cap subcraft, and you go in and also uh, get your synth support and everything, I think you have a fairly decent rate of HQing it too. It's not a very high level craft. Yeah, subcraft in the seventies been great because another way I make more money without farming, and it takes me a while, and I have to use my mules, and it's still selling stuff. Is the Void Watch campaigns? I'll turn all those. Uh, ores and logs and stuff into lumber and ingots and stuff and it sells for a lot more that way it takes time and the market crashes for like a month after a, a void wash but once the those ingots go back up double the price they were you just gotta slowly sell them randomly and log your mule back out really what i did a lot um and this is actually fairly recently when i was uh, when i was finishing leveling all my subcrafts and everything because i haven't had i haven't been a crafter uh, a hardcore crafter for very long not that i really am a hardcore crafter now um i actually went around and just looked for synths that other people use for crafting that are like the intermediary intermediate sense that no one wants to spend time making, you know, cause it doesn't necessarily skill you up anymore. Like, but you can ride the thing that it results from for a while. I know smithing is a huge one when it comes to this. And I remember I just sat there and I'm going to go ahead and say this because it's already crashed like to the ground. But I remember I was making a ton of money off of just making dark steel sheets. Yeah. Those sold slower. And yeah, yeah too, everyone's too lazy to make the ingots into sheets. Just buy the sheets. Yeah. That's still a big thing too, intermediary with a rainbow thread instead of spider webs and things like that. It's not worth to buy them off the auction house, but if you went and grabbed a bunch of spider webs, because who doesn't bot nowadays? I mean, I don't, we don't, but everyone could just do that and you could, I mean, it would crash the market if you bought it because you'd have too much supply, but you know, there's a lot of intermediary things you can just make really quick and dump on the auction house for a hundred, 200 K a stack. Yeah. Like a whole, all the kinds of ingots into sheets, all the kinds of of threads and the cloth people just don't want to make those so they just buy the stacks instead just don't want to waste your time meanwhile and it, it does it does take quite a bit of time too like if you don't you know, like there are certain things that we'll talk about later that that you know speed up your ability to craft and everything um but i, I remember it was it was a pretty major time investment for me to uh to make all those dark steel sheets um I, it, it took me like sometimes like hours uh, because i i would sell them on my mules and stuff like i was that guy 
that would fill up all my mules with these things and just go crash the price on the auction house because I wanted to sell them all. And they they actually sold pretty quickly though. Like I, I would actually check the rate of sale. Um, so at the time I was doing this, it was actually a faster than than what it appears uh, type of synth. But um, I, I didn't like undercut anything ever. It was just always here's all these plates. They're up. They're ready to be consumed or whatever. Um, but I remember it took me hours to fill all my mules up. A big thing now are the Asuchian items. You got to make random things. So making those items that are needed for random things. I think that made the Art Aragon brass or whatever valuable again because it wasn't it was worth like nothing before that so making those whenever someone sometimes it just never sells and then someone will be on it and you'll start selling stacks for 100k in a weekend randomly you know over and over and over again and sometimes it won't sell for a whole month so i see that furnishings on here are a talking point but i was never a woodworker like what are we what are we looking at here when it comes to like furnishing so the big thing back at net 75 cap is when you had your body piece for your guild points and you had your accessory like the glasses or the stick club thing or whatever else you know but the third thing get your plus three to get level 103 would be your 150k guild point oh, item. duh I, I i have this of course i i didn't realize that is that an older thing because i don't remember that being something that was around i want to say it was released when level 100 came out 100 level 100 came out i think it was december 2000 to 2003 oh wow 90 came out when Zillard came out. So basically when the NA release was is when 90 was out. But I want to say that I added it then or shortly after that because it's always been the game since I remember. But of course, I just didn't know back, in the, back then, you know. Oh, and it's it's right there in your outline too. Like I was getting that confused with the stall that I have. So you're talking about just a, a regular item that 150k guild points. Like yeah. to those, you know, botting their Rashudions, that's not a lot. But like if you're if you're sitting there off of trying to make that off of like recipes that suck, um, like getting 150k guild points can be kind of annoying. It's a lot easier these days. I'm pretty sure they increased or tripled the cap. Oh, yeah. I want to say I've read them as basically like three times as it was back when before they changed it. So it took a long time. It took months to get your guild points to get that piece to get your plus three. Yeah, I remember I was really excited when I finally made my uh, my weaver's apron because I was like 100k points. Yeah, and 70k point for the accessory. I remember when I got my accessory, I have a screenshot somewhere still. I had 69,999 points. And I was capped for the day. Nice. Literally, 999. Oh, there's your cat again. It jumped up my desk. Didn't meow this time. It's a different cat. Oh. But yeah, I ended up getting the, the modification item. And it's really awkward, too, because if you have the Vanna clock, if you have both of those hanging up in your house or whatever, like the Vanna clock overrides the stall or something. But like, I don't want to throw the Vanna clock on the ground, even though I know I'll never have it up again. Well, so I don't know. It just gets weird for me. Can you store it? But I just take it off the wall and have to keep going back and forth. I, I don't think you can store it. I, I, remember, I remember I looked into it, but yeah, furnishing becomes kind of a problem because like you have to make sure the dominant effect that you want is in play. And like when it comes to crafting, like the plus one skill, the, the new plus five skill from the stall, like those are those are huge. It's a reduced loss rate too, or break rate as well. You can store the clock. I don't know if it's in your outline oh, funk, but do you want to state the uh, break rate and the minus, you know, because if you, there's a, the rings you get for crafting in Adelin, that isn't anywhere I can think of now that we're on the topic of it. Um, you can, the, the ones, the skill rate increase or whatever, one's the success rate, one's the break rate. Not, there wasn't a skill gain, sorry. It's the success rate, the break rate, and the HQ rate. But if you have Ionis on, it's, uh, the highest you can have. It's 95% if you're capped is the base success rate, I believe. And with the Ionis, it goes up to 99. Food could increase as well. 
So at that point, you're capped, and you would just take off the success ring and put on the break rate ring, or the, the material lost ring, whatever it is. I think it's something like that. Yeah, it's all explained in the craft being, crafting page in BG. I don't know it off the top of my head, so I wouldn't want to discuss it I and actually, talk about something incorrect. I have that pulled up right now. So it says skilling up uh, under 70 skill, 95% getting a skill. Oh, that's just the skill apartment, not the breaking. Success uh, rate. Breaking up is easy to do. Because if you're making a bunch of items for something and you're just sitting in a place that's not Adeline with Ionis or you're not using uh, Kitrin Macaroon, then you still have a 4% chance of breaking. So if you're making a lot of stuff, you're going to break needlessly. So wear your Ionis and get that capped rate. And if you are doing it, it looks like out of it, use that success rate ring. It also looks like it indicates that if you have multiple sub... This is something I didn't know. If you have multiple subcrafts uh, and you're above the cap for all of them, you'd expect a 15% break rate because you have a 5% for the main. And I think that's where you're saying if you're capped, it's 95 that you'll succeed. And then you have 5% for sub 1 and 5% for sub 2. So it looks like it's going to check all the subcrafts independently. Yeah, it sounds right. Oh, that's gross. Also, a lesser known thing is that some people would disagree here, but I want to say for the most part, what it is is you need to be at least the level cap or above of an item to HQ it. So some of the caps at 120, you need to be 120 or above in order to have a chance at HQing. You can, includes you can support. HQ before you cap, right? That includes support. That includes plus one items, everything, as long as that equals out to be above the cap of the item. Like if you're level 110 plus nine, that means you're 119. If the item is level 120, you can't HQ it. I don't know. I always felt like I, maybe it was because the support was on. I always felt like I HQ'd yeah, randomly. Yeah, support counts. Yeah, I always felt like I HQ'd randomly while skilling up cloth crafting or something random, but it's been many years, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to touch that one. I've had discussions with a few crafters that have escuchions, and they're saying how they have HQ'd a couple of things under cap, but I'm, I mean, it's very far and far between. I really don't think it's impossible. I'm sure we're going to have comments about this but i don't think it's possible to unless you're at or above cap i know the shield itself like one of the perks aside from i think the enchantment i think doesn't it just come with a higher chance of hqing things like maybe that's a rate that's applied independently well we'll talk about the shields a little bit later but and what they do oh, right okay the outline i got you well i got I, you i got you they're basically trying to go from implementation implementation of the game all the way to current day you know and trying to keep someone on track <laughs> i got you how dare you get him off but track? But furnishings the box. still have some uh, discussion to talk about. But I want to know. I because we got have off track. <laughs> we have the uh, my enhancements that that was a hundred fifty point item, hundred fifty thousand point item, and it basically gave one plus one skill. And years ago, it was I think they doubled the rate, and I know they changed a lot of the guild items and they increased the points they gave. But wasn't it like if something gives you let's say nineteen thousand guild points now, wasn't it eight thousand years ago? They they doubled the rate or something of how many guild points you can have in a yeah. They basically doubled the tripled most items per day you can get, so it's a lot easier to get guild points now. Yeah, I remember that happened when I was gone, and I and like I said, I, I was so stoked when I got the Weaver's apron, and then I came back to the game, you know, about four ish years ago, and uh, I didn't know they increased the rate of this, and I remember I I, I came back and and I I started working on it a little bit more. And I was like, man, I, I remember being, I remember hating this this guild point thing, and th- these 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 points are just like rolling in. <laughs> I, you know, I, I felt really good about it, but then yeah, I, I later found out that they tripled the rate. And Alchemy is that, that super is easy to change. get guild points in because of the. Uh, I know they cap sparks now, but sparks are you can still most of those items. I'd say half the items, if not more, that they ask for for guild points, you can just get from the sparks NPC. One of the few yeah, crafts sparks that, really help. Yeah, one of the few crafts cloth crafts sometimes too, but um like cooking you can't do that or anything but you can just run to the guy because uh, guild points if you're making a shield you need a shit ton of guild points yeah and don't forget your um 
your other uh, key items too. The like you do like the weird things like uh, ensorcelment or, or you know the the stuff that alchemy gets that allows you to do stuff with the memories from latrochemistry an- for uh, automaton attachments. Yeah, electrochemistry, anima synthesis. There's a bunch of them. There's a cloth cla- cloth craft and sourcement for cloth yep. craft. A bunch of different random ones to make random items. But I was also mentioning that besides the mug enhancement, you also have the muglification that they added a while ago. This isn't used anymore, but basically they added the furnishings, the signs or signboards as they call them. Each oh, yeah. craft had a signboard, and if you combine that sign with the 150 point item, 150,000 point item, you get muglification. Instead of enhancement, the modification gave you the plus one skill, but it also reduces the chance of losing materials. I don't think we knew that part at all. We just knew it was plus I one no skill. Idea. Yeah, so it's basically uh, the next level up. But you can only have one 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 uh, mog enhancement item per character. So if you have the stall, which they added recently, you can't get this anyway. And the stall is at plus five. I remember I looked at it too after I got my stall. And I was like, well, this really wasn't that bad. So then I wanted to go through and get my stall for all my stuff crafts because you know how the, the tiers work i'm not going to jump the gun on talking about that sort of stuff but like i wanted situations where i could get like plus five to a sub, sub craft and it, it wouldn't let me do it and i got really sad like i wanted to have <laughs> like uh i would i wanted the leather craft one for sure because i know that cloth uses a lot of uh, uh leather sub crafts i do remember back at 75 cap a couple of my like one of my one crafter friends leveled up the sub craft for scorpion harness is that cloth or what is that leather, leather? it should be bone it's oh bone and leather I yeah believe. Leather, so he was yeah. born main, so he leveled up his leather high enough to get the I want to say the apron. And then he deleveled it and leveled bone all the way up. So with that plus one, he was able to tier it appropriately to get make get, uh, tier three on, or tier two on those, or is it tier That's three? Smart. I know I was doing the Asuchian stage two, and there was some item I had to make, and I went and spent like five hours, just just a regrettable amount of time. In uh, Ifrit's <laughs> Cauldron to get the smithing plus one hand so I could HQ it a little better instead of just making more of the item and not spending five hours. Yes, exactly. It was bad. I did that again for leather crafting in the Torque, too. It was like I was there for just like the entire weekend, just wasting my life away. And I forget what it was even for. It might have been for skeleton keys or something, I think. I think I did it for skeleton Sounds keys. Right. It's stupid. And there's another waste of time. So I even do Odyssey. Man. Yeah, I don't know. I. I think we might be getting ahead of ourselves with the whole Torx thing, but uh, yeah, I've, I've, I had a bad experience with Torx too. Yeah, I got my alchemy Torx randomly walking through Sky. And that was great. <laughs> Never again. Must be nice. That's my first BG guide, the, uh, the Torx guide. Yeah, that's I right. Oh. Torx officially. I think that was before I even I ever made it. I think it's still used. I use it. People still reference it all the time, yeah. <laughs> I picked it up, so I'm like, how do I get this Leathercraft Torx? So people, people talked about, like, back in the day, especially like 75 era, like, I think what, what people mostly looked at were, like, when people, like, HQ'd those items, and, like, they, they made, like, the dust gloves plus one, and, like, um, you know, cursed items minus one, and all that stuff. And, you know, that was kind of, like, the standard people looked at when it came to crafting. It's like, oh, man, when I get to 100, I'm going to get to do that, too. Why is Martel I remember this? experiencing... I have no idea. Uh, I, I remember... <laughs> oh, my train of thought. I remember um, running into situations where I, I was watching these people attempt to craft these for other people. Um, I remember specifically when my buddy finally got his dust gloves plus one and um, like we waited till like like full moon lights day, like like all those myths that were debunked. Um, and he did this over the course of months, like he saved up the the behemoth hides and leathers for this. And uh, he finally got his dust gloves plus one. And I remember thinking, man, if I was 100 cloth, 
and I was trying to make something silly like, you know, Noble's Tunic plus one or something. Um, if if it's not, or Blessed Briel plus one, I think Noble's Tunic was leather. I, I remember thinking, man, the amount of money that I would lose just to make this one uh, plus one or, or, you know, minus one item, like, is it just going to break even at the end of the day? Oh, I, I have a story about that for Adamar wristbands. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if we want to get off on this track. And uh, it's Martel. It's inadvertently my fault, as everything always is. Uh, my Dragoon Savage Blade comment earlier, he was going and posting his, his testing or whatever on some Savage Blade things. Oh, good. I'm yeah. surprised he hasn't done that in the lab, though, because I gave him access for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'll figure that out later. Yeah, there were major money makers back then. And I remember my buddy, like me and my buddy always bought all like the behemoth hides from the link shell, HMNL, HNMLS. I bought all the dragon blood, but I made all my money back then on the cursed minus one pieces, like the blood crimson minus one pieces. My crafting philosophy hasn't changed to this day, even from back then, where I was like, yeah, I'll just make echo drops. It's like prison powders, things like that. Those items, those small random consumables and things, those are always because every big item like dust gloves, it was always very dependent on. You know, ooh, there's this big bad crafter on your server, and there's another one who's like, I guess, what is it, Slyshin, we could say, is one of these people, along with, I forget the other guy's name. You know, there's like, they would have like, who's gonna outproduce who, and then the market's ruined, and then like, they would just try to like, go to crafting wars. It was always like, inevitable that someone, if you're trying to do the big ticket items, there'd be someone else trying to like, you know, own that space. And it was just like, I didn't want to deal with, because if you really put the effort into crafting, even back then, and some, I don't know, the shield throws everything off now. But it was just like people would do this like elaborate production system, Henry Ford style here of of just getting, uh, you know, mathing out how to do everything properly and how much they can make, and just like making it a job to like turn your crafting into like your gill making business on the game. And it was just like, yeah, I just I just want to make some money. I don't want to don't want to be an empire. Well. That's kind of what I was getting at, too, with, like, how low the HQ rates really were. <laughs> like, you, you kind of had to plan all that out, or it would just be major losses. Yeah, I mean, you could work the or the auction house and make your money and compete against your other people, you know. But I had one guy, and still, his name was Axel. He went and farmed the mistletoes out in um, oh, Face Meadows, made the remedies and NPC the remedies before I nerfed it. He got so pissed after they nerfed that NPC price. I remember farming. But I used to compete with him on... Uh, on big ticket items like the minus ones and the bullets and such, I mean, it can still even what work. Was it like work it today? Like some I'm, some I'm items. Not familiar. Was that comparable to like Akron shields or something? Like if we're mm, related, I did it back then before they nerfed the NPC price too. The remedies or the mistletoes? The remedies, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you made I think it's multiple remedies per percent, right? Yeah, it did, and you wanted to HQ them, but I think it was it wasn't amazing money, but for the time period, it was good. It was like it was like around a hundred k a stack or something silly to the NPC. It was like seventy six k to the NPC a stack, but you would have to make make a bunch, and then you know, there you go. But the thing is, you had no competition, so it's like a generated string of money you could constantly make without yeah, having to wait to, for things to sell. Instant selling too. Yeah, it sounds wonderful. But things like the elemental staves plus one and other things that people shot to buy like the hakutaku eye clusters i remember making those i had a buddy who was a woodworker and he had like this elaborate mog garden setup uh, not not actual mog garden but gardening the worst one. Oh, the ores <laughs> and he had it so that yeah, the ores yes he 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 ritualistically harvested these orbs ores oh, because man. he was um he was a woodworker and that's how he made his money was off hq staves did he have chocobo digging too uh i don't remember asking him about that i i don't think chocobo Cocoa digging was a big thing when he was doing this particular thing, um, because this is this is like some some pretty old stuff. 
that I'm that I'm talking about. I, I know Chocobo Digging came out a little bit later. I remember I think getting, it's TOAU stuff also. I remember getting the tree cuttings and Sanctuary Z Tom put them in the garden to try and make stuff yep. too. But the saplings unit, but for those who don't know about growing ores for goldsmithing he, back in the day, it literally took over two weeks of checking your garden every day. He explained it to me, yeah. Like, the, the process that he laid out for me, and this is before I started looking up any, any guides on anything, any of this stuff. Like, imagine listening to this back in the day. The, the process he laid out was was so gross that it scared me off of ever shifting over to uh, to woodworking or, or goldsmithing. I, I wanted no part of this. Two weeks, almost three weeks of checking your garden every day. And your oh my god, it was bad. Well, I think he actually checked it like several times a day. Like he had like weird, um, he had like weird beliefs on how it worked and stuff. I don't know oh, if it was that. actually how you had to do it. He had timer set, dude. Crafting's been this, been at the center of some of the weirdest, you know, what is it? Uh, not urban legends, but it's just like when people think nonsense, which is a just lot of myths. things. Yeah, just myths. Yeah, but direction just, you face. There's like always like these cult like beliefs in like direction, day, moon phase, and it was ridiculous. You find your star in the sky based on your crystal and like face towards or away from it. I remember that, dude. I don't never heard of that one. I just people would put on the yeah. HQ staves. Oh yeah, all stuff that's the yeah the elemental resists and all that crap. Oh yeah, yeah. Serious. There was actually uh there was a huge myth that was running around with uh around the the people who were crafters in my circle where they would actually look up into the the, the sky at night and like find where you know the particular star that matched the crystal because if you look up you can see all the different there is a star for each elemental color up there amongst the rest of them and they would like face that star or face away from that star when they want to like they, they believe that like facing facing towards the star would give them a higher success rate and they believe that facing away would, would give a, a worse success rate but a higher um hq rate and like whole, yeah that ties into direction yeah so if you direction. look at it isn't that i, I want to say south is i think it was south was earth so if you face Earth south with the Earth crystal, it's a higher HQ. Then southeast was wind. So because wind beats Earth, if you face that way with the Earth crystal, you have a slight chance of HQ. Yeah, chance listen to this malarkey. It was, it was people made entire. So they're still this on was ice and so on. On Clopedia, it's still there. The whole stupid HQ, you know, day weather direction. But Fox for the the star the the, blah, 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 blah. the star in the sky, if I could speak. The star in the sky thing, isn't that when you had to go talk to the Taru with the telescope of Windurst Waters above the HQ, uh, H, uh, the home point thing there? Is that a... I guess you could. I, think I don't think the... I ever did that quest, man. I don't think it's a quest. I think you just talk to the Taru and he tells you like the celestial alignment. And, like you look to the tele... Uh, there's something I'm thinking of where you're like... You, you, look... you don't even have to do that. Just in-game, like stand around until it's nighttime and then just like look up and look for multi different colored stars, man. They're just right there. But they actually, there's a map and that pops up in game when you talk to a certain NPC and it tells you that too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of too. But I think oh. it's like that Taru with the telescope on top of near the home point in Waters. Yeah. yeah. People believe some strange stuff. Where are but we I at? mean, on the outline. Well, we're at the Torx. Uh, yeah, we're at Torx. We talked about oh, Torx, God, but Torx. when they first released it, it let you really hit some really good tiers. Extra tiers, because you got plus five at that point. It could be Torx. Plus you could make some X, so you could get like a bone torque with alchemy man you know yes um the torques are wonderful uh, i i think it's it's a great addition and the fact that you didn't have to get them with like crafting points is is a bonus too because it lets you like do something else in the game for your crafting aside from sitting in that tiny room with the door closed like you know just grinding shit out um i don't know i, I like the idea that that you can go get your torque from something right the problem is that some torques are better off than others um, I can tell you that uh, the cloth craft torque is an actual hell experience. 
because like you have to do like deco weapon loop in uh shrine of ruava too is yeah, like no, the best way to do it actually wasn't that bad and i got that in like two hours and i was happy i spent two weeks getting that neck oh well i i spend a lot of time getting other necks and too. this isn't like casual logging in or anything this is like i'm a college student so i have lots of time like spending hours running around in circle killing deco weapons and i'm i'm I, i'm item level like i'm not getting anything from this like this isn't like old school like maripo <laughs> this is just sadness and the Villagan Palace too, so that's this is bad. Yeah, exactly. Because like I think in the in those specific areas, um, I don't think you can get any of the Mog enhancements. So like the the drop rate for chests isn't as good as like if you can get them like you can get them in that zone or something. You just have to keep doing the book for the weapons. Did you leave the zone and lose your bonus? Oh no, no, I did the book. Yeah, because I I was thinking you can get the book, but you can't get the like the weak like. Yeah, the King Koopa Freed thing. Yeah, Koopa Freed point thing. I don't know about none of that. No, I just did the book chest. and got the bonus, and that was Casket it. Finder or something. Yeah, like Casket Finder didn't apply in dungeons. Yes. Oh, oh, that's right. The boxes spawn less. That's the problem. Yeah, or some dungeons or something. Yeah, so like some torques, like you got away with just getting them in a spot where um, those buffs would apply. Uh, whereas like the ones that, that me and Funk had to go get, or I guess you had to go get too. Uh, they actually didn't uh, apply into that situation. Just, I, I guess it's all just a matter of luck at, in the end of the day. See, that was the worst thing is you couldn't leave the zone or you'd lose your uh, casket discovery five out of five bonus or whatever, which is a big yeah, deal. Yeah, stuck there. Yeah, so you really stayed there for two weeks, Fox? Uh, Well, no, I, I would leave just about every day because I, I still went to events and stuff. It, it's, it's not like I, I would ever be the asshat that skips events just to do crafting. Um, but uh, so I would leave, instead. so I would have to rebuild that up every single day. Yeah, but I, I, I basically had to um, be, because like the group needs me there, of course, like I would leave every day and then I would come back and then I would um, I would so rebuild it, it up and then I would spend some time afterwards. So, so it wasn't it was, two it was weeks. a bunch of back and forth. Well, what you have to understand is I would spend all day in there until the event. Yeah, and I know. Then I would probably log out there as well. It's just I thought you were there for two weeks and never left the zone. I was like, oh, man, how do you? Oof. Oh, no. But it was two weeks of me constantly being in the zone. Though. Yeah, mine was about three for the alchemy one yeah it's gross three weeks for the alchemy one yeah but Ooh. then of course you go to like for instance another zone with a different torque you get it first thing you know it's a cool idea it's just like the box the isn't terrible of it probably wasn't exactly there yeah the boxes were pretty terrible like the random uh, hints as well some hints are horrible and you get like no guesses at all and you basically disappears and some are totally easy you gotta go on thief because you get an extra guess in the box yeah, I discovered that after I got mine. Wait, what? Yeah, if you farm the boxes on Thief, you get an extra examination or chance. It's just, instead of, if it spawned at four for a non-Thief job, it spawns at five. If it spawns at five, which I think is the max, for a non-Thief job, it spawns at six. I thought it's just, uh, you trade a key to it. No, you can also trade a key to it for a free hint, but you get an extra guess by going Thief to the box thing for the caskets. I, I never had a problem never opening boxes, before. but I would, always, I, I would always sweat it when I got the boxes that spawned with four. I, I never did it on Thief. Uh, now I oh god. Yeah, see now now your two weeks is even could have been like maybe one That's week awful. or a day. Oh yeah, because I mean, how many boxes did you lose from having one less guess? Because it always came down to like guessing between it, it, two yeah. or three things. Well, the the game isn't that hard, and I am fairly lucky when it came to guessing. Like I, they actually didn't fail that many boxes, but just thinking of the ones that I did fail makes me really sad. Yep, because it could have been it. It could have been anything, even a boat. I had a non-crafting torque experience. It was like five days of me never leaving a zone years and years ago for that. Was it Proe's ring or whatever? The skill up ring in um, 
in it's not Gugskin Mines. What is the one right next to uh, Port Bastok? Not Bastok Mines. There's that mine right there. Zeran? Yeah, Zeran yeah, Mines. There was that Skillop Ring. Oh, I Zeran. spent five days never leaving the zone for a very large chunk period of time back then because I had more time I could put into it for a Skillop Ring that I don't even use. All those Ooh. things were actually really good when they first released. Oh, no doubt. I got, I got Terminus here, I got many of those, and I got no Clothcraft Torque. It's the same box in uh, Oh, yeah, that's the, the way, because that's the problem with the Clothcraft Torque is that earring also comes from the same thing. So you have the earring taking up a spot yeah. for the Torque. Like I said, it was a great idea, but maybe not uh, the best implementation of that idea. Not as bad as Synergy. Yeah, so after the Torques came out is when Synergy got added to the game. But I was not playing it this time. I haven't done Synergy, and I didn't play during Synergy either, except for the situation where I came back and like my buddy got, was all excited because he was a Synergist and he, uh, he enhanced my Dalmatica uh, or whatever. We'll, we'll talk about what Synergy is, but like I always found Synergy fascinating, but I never got into it because it is supposed to be some sort of like team crafting. And so I, I never thought that I would ever get to skill it up because I didn't want to like try to get a hold of people who weren't Synergists and try to like level Synergy. And, like, I felt I had just missed the boat. I think Spicy was on when it first came out. He could probably yeah, enlighten us a bit. Carrot was yelling at the cat, and I'm like, is everything okay? I hear some meowing. I don't know what's going on. I'll, I'll hope that everything's fine. Um, yeah, I, I was around when Synergy first came out, and I put it to this day. Spicy is only like recently, last year sometime, I tried to get him Synergy up to make all these Fosha yells or whatever, and I still never... It's so boring, the level Synergy. It sucks. Um, but no, I did it on... Cheap, though? The, yeah, it's cheap. But, you know, it's it's very, very time consuming and button spamming because back in the day, um, the exiled crafting bot for skill ups or whatever, it doesn't work anymore as far as I know. And I think synergy skill up bots in general don't work due to some patch, but they use or at least maybe it's just exile was never updated was the problem. But, you know, that was a way everyone leveled up synergy. And now I don't think there's a synergy bot out there. So no one levels it up. <laughs> Because synergy is so terrible to level up. I it's it's not as bad as fishing. Nothing is as bad as fishing in this world. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I did it on a mule, and I'm still not capped. It's the same clothcraft mule, and it's like two or three away from cap or something. So no, it's nothing. No relevant sense are required for that last two skill. So I just don't. So have it. my experience with synergy has just been to stand in the party like a tool and have have the correct craft involved or whatever, and then just like hit end when when the synergist is done. I know that I can probably be involved with like adding fuel and stuff. No, but like how 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 is like how do you skill up? Okay, synergy? so if we have to if we have to go into the history of this to do a proper funk based outline here of synergy, <laughs> when synergy, I'll, I'll do the whole the whole funk works here. When synergy first came out, it was designed to be a it it and and at its core concept is a team crafting system. So with synergy, you control the synth, but you in general it was designed to require multiple players at once to do it. Nowadays, you don't. I mean, some people, I've done synergy synths for people that yell, because they pay, people pay 250, 500, 1 million gil is an uncommon for synergy, because you can't find someone, so you yell for a million gil to have someone make your Fodia belt or whatever, and that's, you know, in, in terms of the quality of the item for the gil, that's that's not a lot of money to pay for with the Fodia belt, but... um well, yeah, someone else does all the farming for you. You're just pushing a button. Oh, yeah. I mean, just to pay for for the value of the item versus other, you know, the money is well spent. But because I'd rather pay a mill than level up synergy just to make that freaking thing. So back when Abyssia was out, there were some items. Synergy was in its heyday, I'll say. There were items people wanted, like the Geogi and everything like that. And you needed to have multiple crafts. You needed to have like a leather crafter and someone else and a synergist or a smith or whatever. 
and every little every little craft like smithing gets a, a boost. You when you make you can take your apron from normal uh, normal crafting and you can turn it into a synergy apron. It makes it look brown or whatever. Like uh, it's the yep. same apron that the, the, smock. the yeah the smock the Gatsad the puppet um, the puppet master guy making the puppet. That's his smock and whatever in the puppet guild. They're all wearing the smock. But uh, it gives you a boost or whatever. So like Clothcraft is nice because it gives you an enhanced healing, which is, you know, really important when you're soloing a synth to have better healing on your furnace. But like Smithing is a higher feed rate or whatever. It gives you more potency per feed. So every synth for Synergy has a uh, an elemental value to hit and craft requirements and sometimes, you know, tier requirements. And back in the first days of Synergy, you know, not a lot of synergists were around, but you needed like to have multiple crafts, and not one character could have it. So, like the nuking cape, the nuking cape uh, body that had, like it's covered in feathers or whatever. It uses that feather that drops from um, the sandworm in Abyssia Tarongi Glavoid. Sorry, thinking of things at once, it's hard. So Glavoid and everyone, <laughs> everyone's taking like the it's a regurgitated wing. That's what it is, and they'd make that coat. It was a really good black mage coat when people play black mage, and people would want these items, and you could sell them on the auction house. But you had to have like multiple people in party, and you know stuff like that. Nowadays you don't, but you know synergy was a thing back then, and now it's not because it's just to make a couple things. Uh, and also the thing I had synergy leveled for, I think the reason I started leveling it was those sky augments. Back, um, what is it? Was it yeah, that's why I leveled it. Yeah, that's what I was talking about with the uh, yeah. Dumatica, yeah. Until, I mean, I think even until Asher came around, the Jembu shield with the augments you could get was still the best, like, mage offhand shield or whatever for a long time. Yeah, until Omen is the best for Bard. Well, for Bard. Like the only thing for Bard. There was that well, one there, shield from the new Jembu. There are still a lot of jobs that have uh, worthwhile augments, like, quote-unquote worthwhile, like... um. Beastmaster on Armada Solarit uh, gives you negative 10 call beast reduction. Um, that's actually like the best piece you can wear in that slot. Still? Still, yeah. Wow. But that's where tatters originally were used for when you had to go. They, they actually adjusted Sky for this back in the day. Like like um, they made the Sky mobs spawn sooner and drop two rewards from the gods instead of just one and things like that. Because people, they added the tatter system for all of the... All the gear had been kind of invalidated somewhat, so they added the augments to make the gear more important. Not all of it was, but, you know, nonetheless. Uh, and Most of it was awesome. Yeah. Some of it's dumb. Yeah, and then that's also the counter system died till Esha came back. Yeah. I'm actually a huge fan of the, the Dalmatica, because I, I happen to get the, the max aug on it, and it's like it's like five fast cast and like three quick magic on on a 75 piece of gear, but it's it's made for your precast set anyway, so you're not in it very long. Um and, you know, it's basically there, there's no downside to using it except like what it does during the pool, maybe. Um, but it's it's a really decent item for uh, for cap, for capping quick magic on the jobs that can wear it because three percent is a pretty, pretty decent number. And it's in a body slot. So it's a good one to throw it on because. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to use a cape or, you know, other things that are lower. I think Red Mage specifically uh, was a job that I used it on for the longest time. I don't use it anymore. Um, but initially, um I use it on like all the jobs, and then you know, Inyang is good for fast cast for like white mage and stuff. So I've stopped being as good there, and uh, I think I finally got stopped using it on red mage. But um, yeah, like it, it, three is a good value for capping quick magic. You know, it, it, you really, you really should take another look at at those augments um, if if you haven't like looked at them, uh, because you'd be surprised what what might actually be applicable to your build. It's just kind of a pain in the ass to to go through the whole synergy process of using the tatters to make. Yes. But luckily, then you don't know. forget the uh, Abjali's honors. Oh, I never did those because I never had a Legion group. 
Yeah, leveled synergy to as I was doing Legion. The last one I can think of that was important there's off the top of my head was the um non eye level bonnet that Blue can wear that had a refresh plus one on it or whatever, uh from the the Legion synthesis. Yeah, no clue. It was um the it's the one Kepper? That's, no, not not Kepper. It's not the not the literal Adamar bonnet, it's the other one, the Meiji one that has the Aqua Veil effect that looks like a purplish hood. I don't remember the original name. I don't remember the Sprina. You're talking about the Almara? Yeah, Sparina Koi. was. Yeah, the Almara. Sparina, this is the level 99 stuff. Yeah, yeah this is, yeah, the Sparina had like a refresh on it from blue, even into the uh, Adelan era until, until what, the, um, until like Herculean augments came out. Yeah, it's refresh plus two with honors. Yeah, so until Dark Matter augments came out, that was the best thing blue could use for refresh in the headpiece. Yeah, back then that would have been great. Like nowadays, I cringe at, you know, idling in anything that's not item level. Oh, yeah. But um, if it's... Your yeah, now, yeah. But Synergy is also really good for uh, making jug pets and ammunition and things like that. You can make more ammunition and more jug pets and things like that. And you're not going to break and you can control the HQ more. It costs pro- it costs more to do it that way. But hey, if you make more and it's faster, your time's worth something, I guess. This is yet another reason I wish I was a cook and a Synergist now, actually. Uh, I, as a Beastmaster, um, not having access to make my own jugs is really painful because there's a lot of pets that are good, but they're never on the auction house at all. All. Um, I know that I had to have uh, Murcraft a bunch of the um, uh, we got a cook in the party and I had to have him craft a bunch of the Aquax ones when we were talking about that, that Omega strategy for Sealed Fate and um, I got all those ready but that, that took forever to make all those because I couldn't just buy them off the auction I house. do have they a just cook. Available. My mule is a cook too. Yeah, I, I still have I still have more even more mats for it because I wasn't sure how many we would burn through but that's just an, an example like if it's not like a, a big name item, like if, if it was bouncing Bertha, it'd be a different story because I know that's a, the 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 broth for that is synergy. Um, you know, Beastmasters use that all the time, do AOE parties or whatever. But uh, there are other critical jugs for Beast that Beastmasters would absolutely buy. Um, it's just they're they're almost never sold on the auction house. Like Fluffy Burrito is one of them. Fluffy Burrito, I love the name. It's so wonderful. I think you mean it's so fluffy. So if I'm a zero synergist, right? I guess this is what I was trying to ask. If I'm a zero synergist, could I just like walk up to the synergy furnace with all my crafting no. materials and stuff? That's and what I was it? saying before, because when you said you could be helping or something, no, if you're below cap, every, until you're above the cap or at it or something, then it's five um, impurity build or whatever the hell it's called per feed. Anything over, so per feed you go up and anything over 30, you'll start exploding. And if you explode... What the fuck Whoa. is going on? So you'll make it, you'll make it worse. <laughs> I, think it's uh-huh. the, I think it's the cat on the wall. Wow, man. <laughs> just, uh, so what, what if I wanted what if I wanted to level synergy like from zero? Like, Could I do that, that solo or would I need other people? You can do that solo. You can do it solo. Oh, okay. It just takes time. But, but the materials aren't lost unlike other, other crafts. So it basically uses the same materials over and over as until you hit certain tiers and you switch to the rest that's of the that's a huge selling point too yeah but uh, it's very slow awesome. because there's no awesome. skill up increase rate for synergy so it's very slow to get rates even though you don't lose your stuff it's very slow oh well, they added a couple gotcha. of things recently what's that i'm trying to figure out like it's, things to make it's it a login or... point thing they added a furnishing oh i'm trying to figure out why discord's been so horrible constantly cutting out all night yeah i noticed that during the um during the sound check too so sorry about that, guys. If I'm constantly cutting out, I no, it's, it's everyone that's it's not Discord. me. So because I'm doing the recording, so I'll always not be cutting out. Yeah, you guys always sound fine on my end. So I just I never I never know when this problem is happening. If anyone has any suggestions as to how to 
improve that on our end. Uh, we love the feedback, not the feedback of the everything, but the the user feedback. Okay, I found so, it. So funky. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's called the model synergy furnace. It gives you modification synergy skill gains. Is it login point item? Doubles the synergy gain rate from point one skill up. Oh my god! Wow, I don't even believe in any of those, and I still said it. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to get that uh, because I, I'm becoming more and more interested, if anything, just so I can make my own jugs because that's so frustrating. Um, but it looks like, Funk, you have in here that it looks like they released Synergy due to running out of space for recipes in the ranks. Like, what do you mean by that? Well, it's just a theory. I mean, I'm sure that they, some guy smoking a bunch of weed came up with it or something. Oh. But anyways, <laughs> but back, again, I'm going to say I'm back at 75 cap day thing. But when they added recipes back then, it was it made sense what level they added them at. Like they added things at level 100 that were like max rank. You know, this is the epitome of best thing you can get, that kind of thing. But now, as they increase the cap to 110, and as they've been releasing new things, like it's not all at this cap anymore. So they kind of basically been injecting at different levels, like level 90 food thing, the things of that rank. So I th- it makes me just think that they added synergies just as an instead of increasing everybody everybody's cap for crafting up to like 150 or something. Because up to 150 is in the dats, the the ranks are. That's how I just came about and just made synergy instead to make more recipes, but at the same time not increase everyone's skills. Yeah. Gotcha. But, you know, that little blooping that people will hear if they're listening was me searching for the furnace. Can't get it this month, and I don't know what month it was last available. Yeah, it's a very... I'm sure I'm going to bring it back sometime, but it was logging points. I'll have to watch out for that then. That's that's really good to know about. Oh, man, if I had that... Like, I... I I like this idea, though, uh, where they, they tried to make uh, uh, crafting more interesting than just pushing a button and watching a crystal swirl. Um, like, you, you guys are saying that it's slow, and I've experienced that it is, you know, slow, too. But, I mean, at least it's it's like you're actively doing something with it. It's more engaging because yeah, you have to control the pressure. Sure. You have to, you know, uh, pull the, uh, the, the pressure relief valve or whatever so you don't explode. And you have to, you know, sometimes if you... Theoretically, you can trade Feywell while you're um, doing the synth. So theoretically, if you had tons of light, you could infinitely heal your furnace if you wanted to keep trading mid synth. But uh, is it Feywell or is it fuel? Fuel? I don't know. It's I always said there's no Y I, in there, so I always say Feywell just because it looks like it. But yeah, it's it's right. Feywell. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's like, no. I, was, I always say with a Y because I don't know why I'm pronouncing it that way, but it, it would be Feywell, I imagine. Yeah, you have to make sure that you actually use an element that their SAP requires to actually get skill. If you don't, then you don't get any skill. I would like to see them continue to do things with Synergy and like make stuff hard enough, or, like make stuff difficult enough. I don't know if it's even possible uh, to actually like make really awesome sense, like like really cool stuff where you need like a bunch of skilled synergists and the right people in the right jobs. And yeah, they're actually going an to. Interesting way. Oh, are they? Because they, they were going way to. to. Yeah. To incorporate these. They're going to do monstrosity too. Into it too. They're supposed to be up to 100 at least. Yeah, they're not but, increasing anymore. But yeah, when it first came out, you had to basically have people helping you to make something. But now, an indirect bonus to doing synergy is when they add the ability to get rid of the window effect. Oh yeah, you have to turn it off in the settings. There's the. Yeah, if you turn off the settings, you can basically spam it a whole lot faster now. It's a lot easier to do things on your own. There's a confirmation option. You can turn off menu confirmations. Like if you hit something, it goes. Do you really want to do that? And you just turn it off. So when you hit it, it goes. Well, I was talking about the when you open your main menu, the stupid opening and closing effects. They go through menus. Oh, like, you're right. You're right. Um, that's a setting in the game itself. Uh, it's the Windows yeah. animation. You got to turn off the animations um, in the config or something in game. A config windows shared window effect. Yeah, window effect off makes things in your log and everything and your macros open faster, I think, too. Yeah, yeah. 
like when you go and back you're, here you're digging through you're digging through the xi config to exploit this and like <laughs> people people get mad about you know botters and stuff and we have this going on i mean I, I i know i know that it's something that's legitimately part of the game i'm not saying that it's the same as botting but i i it's something about that where the where the line is drawn that kind of makes me raise, raise an eyebrow sometimes hey funk we're like, in an hour and a half so we're gonna cut you off dude, thanks for really this. oh yeah thanks man yeah see ya there's a good one <laughs> <See you next. laughs> this is like thanks, exactly gentlemen. the same of, as discussions we had before actually there's probably more discussion we still have to do oh i yeah, know there's more we're gonna follow this outline oh yeah we're doing it so i hope you guys brought your sleeping bags yep funk's gonna write Very a novel here the history of uh crafting well it's mostly you guys going on tangents i'm just listening well they're all crafting That's related fair. tangents this time mostly well, yeah or, this is on topic yeah at least it's on topic. So about Beastmaster. Instead of Beastmaster, how about Abyss? Abyssia Master. Hey, I see what you did there. No, 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 Abyssia Master. Nobody wants that. I remember when Abyssia, the, the drops, you're talking about the drops from those chests. Material, like, I remember materials it, um, in the chests. Yeah, I remember that uh, adjusting the economy a bit because there were off. some things. A bit? Yeah, there, there were some things that were actually <laughs> Angel skin rare. no yeah, longer can't. Dragon hearts, angel skin, all the big tick items basically. Yeah, dragon hearts are actually pretty huge for for you guys because you can decent dragon hearts and dragon blood. Right? Yeah, dragon hearts are still kind of expensive overall. I think it's like what fifteen twenty k a heart. We can buy the blood it. from the mod gardens now. Yeah, so it's capped it, but it used to cost more too for the garden. Yeah, so many different uh, synthesis items came comes from the garden now and from raising monster rearing. Also, the additional uh, monster effects come from monster rearing that affect crafting with your skill rates. Oh yeah, I was already done with correcting yeah. at that point, but that would be a good thing. Yeah, I was too. I wasn't, but I I couldn't stand doing monster rearing. I know there's like no effort you put into it. I, I just didn't care. Like after after doing the blitz that was uh, getting Ignis and hold, you know Idris uh, So you spent two weeks to go after a torque in Sky and can't raise a monster. Correct. Okay, just wanted to establish that. Yeah, man. No no worries. I would have established that too. But that is how, in fact, how that went down. The OG JP. The OG JP here. Can't be bothered to. Uh, Everybody needs a monstrosity gangsta now and then. Every once in a while. We haven't heard from that guy since New Year's Eve, have we? Oh, man. Of course, tisk. it is like, what, two days later? Tisk, tisk. Oh, yeah. Three days, kind of. Anyway. Oh, we're dating the time. Next. So, I, I mean, yeah, there isn't really much to, to say about the whole Abyssia thing, though, um, because, yeah, it screwed the economy, but I think it screwed it in a good it way. It didn't screw of. the economy. It made things more accessible and lowered artificial costs on stupid stuff like angel skin that should never be that expensive. Right, so it's a matter of perspective. No RMT, right? I'm sure, hurt them too. So oh. to me, to me as someone who was not really a hardcore crafter back then, I had like my, I think around the time that came out, I was in like the 70s of Clothcraft, and um, I, I remember I, I liked the fact that I could get stuff out of these chests. It's like I, I remember putting on the auction house and stuff, but yeah, it, it kind of ruined a lot of the incidental drops that I got from some of like the BCNMs and things because like you'd do that as well for Gil. And I remember that uh, there were some things you could put on the auction house that that kind of that kind of ruined a bit. So I'm, I mean, it's really a matter of perspective. Like if you were a hardcore crafter, I imagine having access to these things was pretty beneficial, though. Like at lower costs. There was one thing I did back in the TOAU days, um, before even BG was a thing, that got everyone mad at me. It was I think it was Alakazam. Uh, there was the update. And I don't know, someone did dat mining, and it was posted on a thread in Alakazam somewhere that angel skin orb was a thing so i figured well, i'll just go to the auction as soon as everything loads back up and i get back on and buy every angel skin and i bought every angel skin oh, the moment it happened because someone dat mine and posted it in some random place and then i'd sold them all back for like ridiculous 
money, and then I got like all these angry tells from people or whatever. I still log people, on to auction house every update. People still don't do that. Come on. It was a bigger thing back then than it is now, and also now the information's out there more accessibly than it was back then. True. Yeah. But I, in, I I liked what happened as a result of Abyssia there. Like, there's not a lot of positive things that people really associate with Abyssia, and I think that it actually is a positive one overall. Um, uh, even though it did kind of screw me. About Abyssia it. was a great thing overall because it set the path that Final Fantasy's on today of the type of events and gameplay we have, where it was. Yeah, it was a zone, but it was basically a zone of an event. And it was always, that was when, that was the first time in the game you didn't need endgame link shows anymore. They kind of all died out as well. You just had a group of your friends and the six of you would go fight everything and eventually be just you and another friend and you didn't need all these people. And then that was officially when this being a hardcore, difficult, grindy game of having all these people and alliances and guild, po- you know, not guild points, but like DKP and all this nonsense and and guild websites and applicate all that stuff sort of fading away with Abyssia. So that was like one of the greatest things in it. Sure, there were that some mistakes made. Like Atmos and everything were mistakes in the way they were implemented. Escha uh, did it much better. That's the way it should have been from the start. But overall, I mean, it was it was a great time. It was the first time the game was actually casual. Until yeah. Voidwatch came along and fucked you really hard because all of your friends are gone and I need a whole party to do stuff again. Yeah, that's when Shout Groups are in their heyday. Yeah. Didn't have a little working. Didn't have as much botting because it wasn't accessible to anyone who types in the Google. Speaking of so that I, time frame, yeah, back on topic. Yes, yeah, yes. man, that's, that's what you're here for okay. Funk. You're the outline guy. March 2012 is when crafts were increased to 110. We finally done it. Ah, uh, we're only first eight significant. Years. Yeah, the first significant increase to crafting was that in that time frame. I wish I had seen this happen because I really wanted to know. Because um, I'd already always thought about this back in like 75 time. Like, what would happen if they ever did increase this? It, it kind of felt the same as, like, when they increased the job levels and how everyone thought that was going to be, like, so broken. But raising it, raising the craft, like, 10 levels like that must have done some absolutely insane things to some of those older crafts. It was great. Well, it was 99 cap, though. So that was basically between the 119 era. So a lot of the items definitely weren't used anymore. Like, a lot of the Crimson stuff was outdated, you know. True. It's kind of a strange... It's a strange time frame because that's also when they implement the 99 uh stuff that we're talking about in legion with the new um abjurations like t- especially talking about the spirina stuff yeah and it was it was like a yeah. like a nine month or ten month period too where you had people doing legion people doing meeble burrows and people doing maybe about a year and people doing um going back to the the void walker nms to get like ethereal squama and stuff to make these pieces and then, like, within, like, a year, it was, like, the shortest little period ever. Everything just kind of came into existence with updates, and then just as quick as it came, it left. Yeah, there's some good things back then. Like, the, I remember the Malice and Medallion I was scaling up on it for 106 Alchemy. Oh, yeah, that's super good. That was also when Synergy yeah, items, good. at that point, you were still making certain Synergy items to use, like that Strength Plus Neck or whatever, and other things. And those were, um, you know, you still had to get other crafting items or something to make those, but that was their heyday too. It's a weird time because there's very little recipes that were above certain levels. Like back in, I remember then, no one knew what level water, uh, a sun water was. That stupid uh, jug pet. Yeah, the cactar. Yeah, it was 102. We found it out after it was the skill level was raised. Like gold algal was used, like never used, but it was a sense you could do to level up. 
Oh, yeah, that's right, because when they raised it, there were no new synths, and everyone couldn't really level up. Yeah, so basically, and that was before you could level up 10 items below you. So he basically stuck there until they added more each update. Yeah, you had and to the, um, just make the new Objuration gear, and that was it. And it's so hard to make that stuff, because, you know, Ethereum Squam was hard to come by. Expensive as hell. Still and, is. And back then, you couldn't solo it, really. But you did have the uh, plus 12, I believe. Actually, stuff maybe you could solo point. it. I'm thinking wrong. At 75, you couldn't, but at 99, you should be able to solve it. Yeah, so you had, you know, your body, your synthesis support, your accessory, plus your stall, oh. plus your neck. So you could HQ stuff one level above you as you're leveling. So you had to get really lucky on the hex stuff. Yeah, you could definitely HQ it. That's still not confirmed, Funk. I don't know about that. No, I'm saying, so say you're level 105 alchemy. The hex <laughs> slopped cap. But 106. Well, yeah, 105 just, plus 12. You're saying you can't yeah. HQ below the level, but if you get above it with support and everything. But you started the very beginning of the podcast here with like, it's not confirmed, but we believe. And it's like, eh. No, it, okay. So you have to reach the cap or above on a recipe to basically HQ it. So if I'm 105 alchemy, this, this is what I was doing back then. I was 105 plus 12. It makes you 117. Oh, never mind. That's 11 above yeah, thought, the cap of hex slops. I thought this was back to the whole, if you're not at least at the level, you'll never HQ ever. No, not, not your base level, no. If you hit the cap or some or above with equipment and with support, that's when you can HQ it. Yep, you're correct. My bad. I, I'll shut up now. So, so <laughs> I, that's how I did levels. I, I, I did HQ a couple of these things as I was leveling. But after 110 was released, when they had these in the, in the dats, and they released a, a legion. So you can get all the other uh, hex slops. I made a couple of those. The hex coifs were good too. People were so mad. Yeah, I I looked at all that gear too, and and it it doesn't look bad. I mean, obviously by the standards we have to compare it to now, yeah, it's bad gear. But like thinking of all this stuff like before any, any kind of item level, like the the stuff that was coming out was was actually really competitive. So just being able to skill up on something and, and make something that actually was competitive gear is uh, is kind of a nice incentive to actually finish this thing out to uh to 110 i didn't but have it's it was so expensive dude. back then too it was like doesn't matter if it sucked it's a white box i'm saying it was expensive to get that gear so i don't even have that gear because i'm like the nq wasn't really worth it but the hq was like the best you could get and it was like, yeah i didn't really have it and then it was so short of a window but that was also bg forums were still a thing in that time frame and people were so mad that there was nothing to skill up on it was like the number one complaint every update there was like you can't even skill up not number one complaint, but it was definitely a thing I remember people really going on about. Well, well there's a difference no, between can't skill up and not feasible to skill up. Yeah, there were no sense. I mean, not, I keep saying none, but yeah, no good sense. Hardly any, yeah. And yet we have this uh, this bullet point that says new recipes and much money to be made, though. So, <laughs> well, I'm, that's what I was talking about, is one level below these hexed items. Yeah. If you, hit an, if you hit one of those, you basically made it back almost, or a lot more money than you actually spent getting there. But to me, that sounds like a synth to you. So how well, that was synth? that only existed due to the imbalance of not being able to skill up or the rarity of the items and how rarity good the of HQs items. were. And it was a very weird point for everyone in the market and their gear. And it was a very odd time. Like, but I, didn't you didn't you get a majority of these items from? Because if you're fighting the, these these NMs, like didn't the chest spawn afterwards? If I'm remembering this right, like we're, we're talking about that line of NMs, right? Chest. And like, wasn't it wasn't it personal drop? No, we're talking about oh. the void walkers or the things you got to get the little thing and rest in the ground for. Oh no! And the, oh. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. yeah they're very rare, but I do remember going from, to Sunwater for 102. Then I went to the Deblis Medallions, and I was camping the Heliodors on the auction house. Those came from Odyssey. Yeah, this I I, I completely forgot about that time frame. The only reason I got Alchemy leveled up is because that um 
11 above the the cap or whatever is the limit for skilling up. Before that, I was never capped because of this period of time. I forgot this whole period of time even existed. Yeah, it was a really fun time with uh, synthing. It definitely brought it back. If they just kept continuing it, it'd be nice. You know, we'd have a lot more spaced out items. And but then again, all if they kept raising the cap to like 120 or whatever, all this stuff would have been so. I mean, we were still getting this stuff, and it's still expensive today in 2020. Oh yeah, everyone would be banging out all this stuff that, that we want to yeah. make. Like they would have had to adjust the um, the caps on stuff like uh, SU3 gear. I think it's even too further. late for crafting. Uh, during Adeline, if they had raised the crafting cap again, you could have done it when eye level was new and everything. You could have done it, but at this point, yeah, they could have. You, it's too late at this point because all the all the sense. Yeah, they're actually well, maybe not because some are above. Um, like it's like think, a lot of these newer items, like the SU five and everything, they're like one fifteen or something silly funk. Yeah, but they added some things, like for leathercraft, they added like I level one hundred things at level one hundred. As an example, and this is why I think the the key is the synergy thing. Again. Like the circle back to it. Like if they if they implemented new synergy stuff like this, like they apparently said they're going to, and required people to be at like one twenty of their craft in the synergy to make this thing happen. You know, it, it, it puts even more value on these shields. And I mean, it, it could also potentially make some incredibly inaccessible items under, you know, some incredible price tags. But at least it, it does something with, you know, multiple systems that have kind of gotten stagnant. Crafting itself will be stagnant now that they can't raise the cap because it would make all the things we use now uh, eat to the HQ. So not that they yeah, are it, now. It, but... would have, it would require a total rebalance of all the items and what level they are if they did that. Yeah. Unless they just made obsolete as far as having everyone crank them out with the shields it'd be so strange i'm just trying to think of like what wouldn't affect like if they were to make some sort of like change to crafting that wouldn't affect like like the hq levels of current su3 gear that sort of thing you know su4 su5 gear um i think the only direction that really could go is to you know crafting's little buddy you know synergy synergy has synergy or just let you raise all your caps to 110 Uh, i would like to raise all everyone has different characters as it is well raising subcraft but they will that like that's like the ticket to like a higher hq rate as well because i mean that's one of the major huge benefits of the, the shield that you know we're supposed to talk about later but i'm talking about right now is uh, it gives you that bonus, <laughs> yeah. so bonus of subcrafts and that's not nothing but what they can do is they could re- basically unlock all the subcrafts and it require require like item level 125 plus to have multiple level 110 oh, crafts to make i see what you're suggesting i could see that happening but as far as the shield goes, I'm not sure how the shield would mesh with that. I don't know, Funk. I didn't see that in that New Year's message. <laughs> yeah. I love what people are I don't talking think about that now. I think SE's wording again. I think they're going to raise the synergy cap before they do anything with uh, crafting. Yeah, but I think synergy's forgotten like monstrosity. Even when Adeline was newer and in like the middle of its life, um, they're like, oh, we're going to keep adding monstrosity. And then just fell off the radar. Never happened ever again. They were adding Mod Garden and monstrosity stuff. And then the monstrosity just died. They made a whole system for it, just died. So I think Synergy, they're supposed to be capped at greater than 80, and the cap for that hasn't moved in, like, how long? They just have to incentivize us to what use we're supposed it. To, they talked about it in the last two years, I think, in the forum. Two years is a while not to raise the Synergy cap or talk about it much more. It's a while. Oh, yeah. It's true. I guess time will tell. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> yeah, just, like, uh, raising the Synergy cap, there was talk about raising the crafting cap to 150. What? But who, that's not going to happen. Not anymore. No, that, there's no way. Oh, when yeah. they first released it, it could have been possible if they kept, kept up with the um, updates to the cap. But they left it at 110 so long it added so many new recipes. It's just impossible now. Yeah, that's what I was getting at before. But May 2015 is when they added the ability to skill up on th- 
things 10 levels below your current cap. This level. is where I started to become mystified because I remembered it was a it was an absolute hellscape to try to level cloth craft back in the 75 era. I come back to the game. I'm like, hey, I'm going to give crafting a shot again. And like here I am just like busting out uh, uh, skillups like left and right. And I don't know what's happening, but I'm enjoying every moment of it because it's no longer difficult to level crafts. That's good. Yeah. But, uh, at that time, they also made it easier to level to level 70. At past 70, the skill ups became rare, but... Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Before 70, you just skill up. Even before 60, especially. Uh, because after 60, you can't get point twos anymore. And it was it was extremely reasonable, like, even even cost-wise nowadays, too. I remember when I, I went back through to get all of my subcrafts, because I didn't have all my subcrafts originally. Uh, like, I did a subcraft a day, and it only cost me, like, maybe 5 million gil to do a subcraft up to 70. It wasn't much. Like in the grand scheme of things, I wish that they crafting is kind of SE's way of making old content relevant, and it's not a bad approach. I just wish there was more than just that single approach SE takes with it of like, oh yeah, that event vagary, yeah, you're gonna go back to get these items to make these new items. Oh, they're really good, so you gotta have to do it. And it's like eventually the items won't be as good, and it's just like I wish they had some other angle with crafting. Besides, oh yeah, do diversions to make SU five weapons. They're really good, and it's like, hey, could you, could you kind of bring something more important to the game than one offs? Well, uh, a lot of people have like in deep investments in crafting. Like some people like actually find that fun about the game now. Um, and even even back in the day, like there were some people who were just dedicated crafters, and you know, to to keep crafting relevant in like dynamics and stuff like that. Like I, I think it's a good thing that they have SU fives and stuff. Because otherwise, there are some people. Who oh, it's a good thing. It's, it's, like, it's a good yeah. thing. I'm just saying. I wish that their approach for crafting wasn't to try and attach it to every event to keep the event relevant. Yeah, like back then they even had the crafting things mesh with the relics to make those items you need to for the relic upgrades. That's true. The whole coin or because one one nineteen abjuration gear wasn't that way. That was all these items that hadn't been important, and to, to, to a certain extent, because you did have the void watch nonsense and the legion drops you had to go back there for those but it, it brought back all these other things that you weren't doing like uh sirens macrame all this other nonsense that had, hadn't mattered in forever it kind of brought back all these items within the game within themselves in the crafting environment and an ecosystem as a thing that matters again not like oh do the event to get the item because everything's become do event get item now you can synth instead of before it was like all these items exist and I guess they did exist from other events because you get like the ma the the sirens hair from from sky and stuff. But now they're everywhere. They get them from high tier battlefields and stuff like that. I think I like that idea to me more of making it where crafting is the feature instead of like the events are the main feature. Because if you don't go to divergence, um, you're never gonna be able to get the stuff. But if I don't go to sky, I can still get sirens hairs or you know I can go farm a normal monster for something, which is originally a lot of the point and they've kind of gotten a lot away from that i wish they go back to that you can still farm and like craft craft for profit or whatever and like you can buy the beastman metals to turn them into stuff or the kinder metals turn them into stuff i, I think that's but yeah a as a system, side of the system as a system it's revolving around the event and it more than it ever did in the past right well yeah but i mean it it still makes it accessible. Like you don't have to constantly go to the event to farm something else that could be more yeah, expensive that's true. and then, you know, buy it up in the auction house and make that, that change. At least they added that portion to it because I, I feel that that part keeps it balanced, but otherwise, yeah, like I, I wouldn't want every, 
like my crafting, if I was like heavy into crafting, I wouldn't want that tied to every event that I may not be interested in. Um, but I, I do think it's a, a good idea that they at least added another avenue for someone to be able to still interact with it, even if they don't go. I guess what could they do if they didn't make everything? Like you gotta go to Delve to get the bowl to make something. I guess what could you do if that wasn't the case? I mean, maybe I'm being a little unrealistic. Cry deeply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if we skip the Kupo shield, cause it doesn't really matter unless we're just talking about the history, <laughs> which because that would be like a history. No, it of, definitely matters. It doesn't really matter. Like, do your Kupo shield It was shield a thing. huge... Okay, Kupo shield was a huge addition after the... Because after Retina came out, the Kupo shields, when they came out with the, um, the Bewitched and the Voodoo and the Jinxed and the Vexed stuff. So the 119 Abjuration gear, which we still use today, is when the Kupo shield came out. So if you got a couple of shield on one of your characters by winning the Bonanza, you had to get rank two. It's still the only way to get this, or rank one. Yep, you rank basically one. got pushed up to level 125. And because of the way they implemented the Bewitched, Voodoo, Jinxed, Vexed equipment, it put you at level 125. And you could get a tier two on all the Voodoo stuff. So basically the head, hands, legs, and feet. Not the body, because the body is at 95, so you're one, one skill level short. But you could basically print money if you have had a couple of shield back then when it first came out like i'm talking you could eight tier two the minus one piece plus you could tier two the next level stuff up so yeah, you could basically it, paint them all yeah it's yeah. still so important for if that. you had that back then it's still good for some things like i have one on my mule i can tier i could tier three or tier two of the the mask the voodoo mask and even the escuchions can't do that but they have the better break rate so it kind of evens out because the escuchions only have plus two so they can tier two up to the uh, the legs, the feet, and the hands, but they can't do the head. And they don't infect subcraft. But it was definitely... Don't these uh, have plus 10 to all subcraft? That's only at level 70. So it basically had to... It, it's pretty moot because if you're up to level 60, it gives you plus 10. But if you're at level 70 to everything, oh. it doesn't matter. Yeah. I gotcha. But people made tons of money back. That's how I made all my money I have today, basically, is if I didn't get that shield, I wouldn't have made that. But I had oh, a mule just a mule NPCing all the pieces on Azura for cheap during uh, during this time, cheaper than the auction house, just because you can, can crank them out. It just sucks that it's like tied to you know yet another thing tied to Mog Bonanza, and that there's no way of of earning something comparable to the Kupo Shield. Like now, it's not really a good pick. If I make this, if you're on a mule, if you don't want to make a, like a relic on a mule, who wants to do that? You know, like a, a mythic or whatever. Now with the new stupid weapons they just added, they like the Koopa items were the first time they really tied something very special and exclusive down yeah. to the Bonanza. Now they're doing it with the weapons, so as you got their their first taste with that, now they're moving on to bigger fish to fry with these weapons. Yeah, they never it's ever totally get. different now. Yeah, but the first two Bonanzas, so I think it was the end of twenty fifteen plus the first one twenty sixteen. It was very significant, but after that, uh, the market was flooded basically, so it wasn't worth it after that. Speaking of not worth it. The Curio Moogle ruined all of the good consumable scents. Well, most of them, at least. Most of them, yeah. I mean, if you're a chef, there's lots of food you can still make. But for alchemy, I'd forget it. Even I've, as heard a chef. That, I've heard that you can still profit and undercut the Moogle. Like, you just have to get people to actually buy the stuff off the Is auction Is it worth house. it, though? They don't buy off the auction house. Well, I wouldn't think so because of the, like, the sheer volume that you would have to sell in order to like compete with the Moogle. Because you got to think at like, what rate you spend in this game as opposed to what this actually sells for so yeah while you could technically make a profit undercutting the moogle if people will buy it from the auction house think about how many of these techs you have to actually buy I, I'm, I'm just mentioning like the argument people make like yeah you you can still 
you know, sell like uh, remedies or whatever. I, I'm just making something up. Like I don't know specific examples, but I remember people made this argument that they still sell stuff on the auction house. Um, and that uh, a lot of times you can get it off the auction house cheaper than the curio Moogle. So somebody's profiting somewhere. But if you think about like what things cost and how many of your mules have to be loaded up to capacity selling all at the same time to like cycle through regularly, I, I, I can't see you doing it, you know, making money off of this in any kind of like realistic way, because it would require like to do to do it on that that large of a scale would require automation, I would think. Some things like Carbonara, I still don't craft on Squishy because it's I'd rather just buy from the NPC because Unless I really want plus one food, it's not worth my time to go get buffalo meat that's not in the auction house or something stupid. I tend to care about the plus one food when you get the the coupon free uh, dilatory digestion or whatever, because then it's already double duration, so it doubles again. So like a two hour food is, not, is yeah, nice. but you're just you know, gonna die because when we're in a pickup group, we just die because the red mage don't care. Well, us. not always is the red mage terra bad, so you never know. If you have the double food duration shield, you can also even triple. Like, we know you have that funk and no one else does wait what you you have a shield that does that i, I haven't heard of this what's, what's going on it's from fanfest 2008 it's the nomad moogle shield if you use it you have a 10 percent chance of turning into a moogle costume or you have a, a 75 percent chance of doubling people's food so if you pop a food during the dilatory dilation you can double it you know, so you can double it again if you use a shield on people. Funk went in 2008. Like yeah, he, he went in 2008 and got this shield that he would always use in the group and always turns into Moogles. Or you can just, uh, oh yeah, you just turn into Moogle. But if you get like a, a friggin' six hour stew pot, even actually 12 hour stew pot, I think. Oh man. AFK stew pot. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Eat the stew pot, be fed for the rest of your natural life. Or Altana's repast, even. Yeah. I wish they would bring back oh, that man. stupid. Uh, necklace than they sold because then it'd be a cool lock style but they only released it like back um in that 2008 era with your with your kupo fried shield whatever the hell no oh, the title talisman yeah the title talisman i never bought it because it was stupid i didn't want it but I, after i thought about it i'm like i really could have used that as a lock style over these years because no one ever has it you know if you had a rainbow mod pill you could get it and i don't even remember how to get that but i think it's from like a book or something it's from the Jigsaw Puzzle or a book they sold in like 2017, 2018. Oh, but I would have never gotten that. I would have gotten that fountain pen. I want that fountain pen so bad. I got the keychains. I key still chains. have one Rangum Bomagpel. Why doesn't SE sell these things still? People buy the keychains and those dumb pens. Yeah, like they, no, they just I, released I meant, some new merchandise. They should add them into there. I meant the, the lock style. Like you can, it, it's like a, it's either a polearm or a staff that's actually a fountain pen instead. Oh, oh, the Japanese it's like, it's like guidebook thing style you had ever. to buy. Yeah, it's it's a big. It came with a camera that was a gun, a gun that was a camera. I guess. The oh, that's, that's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. No, there was two of them. There was the fountain pen thing, and then there was the camera. You had to buy the Vanadil Tribune Chronicles to get those. I want it. So if you're a BG, you can search for campaign code. You can see all this neat stuff. So September 2017, the HQ odds increased significantly, and HQ gear implemented. Yeah, it's when they introduced the rings you're talking about earlier, the rings from Adeline. Yes. So I the think. HQ plus ring, they totally overhauled how, how much you HQ. And it was much easier to HQ after that point. And for those who don't I mean, know, the plus 1% HQ rate ring is not literally, if you had a 2% chance of HQing, it's now 3. It's now like 2.1. Yes, yeah, so it's not total percent, but it's uh, it stacks with other stuff too. So the more HQ stuff you have, like the Oroville ring, both of those stack together. So if you're like on a high, like a... Uh, 51 levels above kind of thing and you add that ring on i think it adds something i mean if you have that ring and everything else and like a uh and the food the coconut rusk i think you get like an extra two percent hq rate if you're like a like a 
high capped 51 above synth. Was that tier three? Yeah, tier three. Yeah, so if you're tier three with all that items and everything, not the shield, not the Asuchian, it's like a 2% increase. So that's for that. I mean, for, for lower items, it matters still, but I mean, it's not a great increase rate. You're probably better off getting a carrier ring, but with weapon skill damage plus ring. Unless you have a shield, then maybe I could see the orbital ring. You can always trade him back in for a lot of bail. You can trade him in, yeah. Every crap. I just can't justify giving up uh, weather spoon. It's the only thing you can do valid for, basically just do a crafting session, trade in, go back. You have to really love mages to need that. I'm just kidding. Cast. I mean, weather spoon doesn't, it's not game breaking. I do. I do love it. I mean, oh, getting, the, uh, getting the regain. Light, the light important. affinity is really nice. Yeah. The light affinity ranger. matters on quite a few jobs. Oh, ranger uh, matters on scholar. Red mage. Matters on white mage. Matters on paladin. Eh, anyway. Etc. So the same, same time that came out, uh, we had the Scutcheon's quest come out. November 2016 is when they first announced it, or teased it, and they came out in February 2017 for the first phase. That was a thing. They came out, I think, each, I think um, almost every update. They skipped a couple updates, but it was consecutive pretty much, and they had lots of interesting quest lines to make these. And yeah, they were. I was enjoying them and having fun with them, and then I'm like, oh, this is great. I can't wait for them to add the last one. And then it went from like, oh, this is great to the last stage, uh, Asuchi, and it's just, okay, I don't want this anymore. Get this yeah. out of here. Not fun anymore. Go away. Complete shit fest. Like it, being tied to ROEs, it was so fun to do that stuff. It's a perfect Anchorman meme of, wow, that sure escalated quickly. Un- unfortunately, like being the, the math-oriented guy that I was, and I forget what the actual calculation comes to, like I thought... I thought, like, if I were to sit down, and of course I'm going to manually do this, like, assuming I have access to the materials, like, this is just the raw synthing time for this many orbs. Like, I remember it calculated out to something just absolutely ridiculous, like, assuming I didn't have to farm anything, and it just completely turned me off to the whole thing. Like, just just the actual time it takes for you to do these synth, synth chains or whatever is just so obnoxious that, no, I just can't do it. There's that, question. that final I still phase know. experience thread on Auction House where he says he took him 785 million gil to complete the shield. Sounds about right. Like, why would they make the uh, torso, quit-off stuff, fetish stuff in the same zone? It makes no sense to me. Because like, they, they were setting it up for bots. Like, come on. Yeah, that's the problem. And it, it, even if they added the cards and they didn't add the decent items, it'd still be a bot fest. But the problem is they took the fourth uh, stage and, like, took the difficulty and like made it like a million times harder than the previous stages, but they didn't implement a great way to do that. You can't just send people to old zones and be like, okay, go get a star spinal. I mean, no, no one wants to do that. It's just not a good system. <laughs> if the Palbor spots didn't exist, it'd be a lot, not easier, but more spread out for people to do it. Like more fair, I guess. I guess I, I don't know the right word, but they could still I enjoy I enjoy the, the the crafting objectives though, like like the the phases building up to it were fine. Oh yeah, they were fun. Just yeah. that that spirit phase is completely ridiculous. I'm even but fine like, with parts of it. Like if you have to like get all these guild points and get all those points again, and it was like that was like I was thinking, yeah, that's going to be really high, and it was a lot higher. It was the right level. It's the spirit that's the worst part. Yeah, it like okay, so everything up to that point tests you as a crafter, but like after that point, like what does spirit test you in? Like becoming a sweatshop? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Like is this is this the phase of production we're in? It's like the sweatshop. You phase? went from but, lemonade hey, stand to, to Minute Maid factory of one one uh, one stage. Yeah, it's really interesting though. Uh, building up to it, like making the crafting kits, that was pretty cool. Like the, the craftsmanship on your shield getting to one hundred percent. Yeah, those that's, were cool. The pretty cool idea. Yeah, but why would they come up with this bizarre, different spirit building synthesis focuser stage? It's so strange. 
like synthing has time gate doesn't work. Uh, the synth uh, skill chains have nothing to do with synthing. I don't understand why they would possibly implement this. I'd know? be fine with it being part of the shield if it wasn't so prohibitively annoying, intensive, and farming and all this. If if it was a lot like of a minor part of it, I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine if they took it down to a minor stage. They'll never do this, of course, and then added something else to the shield. I'd rather them add something else as a step than have to do all this spirit shit. Yeah. Even, I mean, it's, it doesn't even take skill to make this shield. Like, it, like, it can arguably take skill to get a lot of things in this game, but this is just, like, straight-up repetitive motion. Like, this is, like, the, the same kind of time gate that, like, Mog Garden is to, you know, getting your... Uh, no, this get, is this is far program. worse than that. It's, they it's they got away from right? these, and that's, like, they finally... This is, like, H&M-level grind here that they had gotten away from and then threw back in for something that's just ridiculous. I completely agree, but it's 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 still um, it's still time gating in the same vein though, and that's that's what I don't really like about it. Like they they had a great system going, and then they just like aborted it for like this system that's it, it's not it's not even grindy for the sake of grindy. It's it's grindy for the sake of time almost exclusively, and that's gross to me. I it wish... was neat that they actually let you synth your own shield like when you're done with it. That was pretty cool. But I said it before. In a, a previous podcast, I believe, but I'll say it again. I think what they should have done, or can still do if they want, is that the sphere should be EX, and they also should be purchasable, purchasable from NPC. That way, bots won't farm them unless they build by using them themselves. You know, you can still farm them as it is. The system is now. It's still awful, but it also will take you out of the economy if you buy them from NPC. And even making them exclusive wouldn't fix it alone, because when you zone into Palaburo someone's there killing for their mule to lot at the zone line and the mule's just crafting while they have someone else botting it for them. You know, doesn't the, they're in party and they just want it. The NPCing takes that out but of the if, equation. Yeah, if you NPC or but if you sent them, they're yours to keep though. You can't trade them to people or sell them for gill. I can see that. I mean people would would still bot them under that situation. They like, still bot, yeah, sell, but you're doing it for yourself. They yeah, they they wouldn't do it for other people. And at some point you would theoretically run out of reason to do it because i mean at the end of the day someone is going to finish getting a shield like i can't see you know rmt operations wanting like 70 of the same shield because it's kind of useless for that to be the case like it seems like a waste of resources um so i mean it, you'd really just be competing with people who are just botting their own shields. now they keep banning the people making shields with all the botting and then they just make another bot and start making a shield again yeah spirals did we get through all the points because now there's a point in there we haven't talked about that everyone probably sat here through over two hours now going, can I do crafting to make money? You can craft uh, to make money, but honestly, you're better off making getting, opening Excel right now, making a list of things that are sold in auction house can't be seen from a money. What's your experience with it directly, though, Funk? I mean, I haven't synced anything recently. I mean, I've slowly been working on Shield, but these days, the Shield owners, they have multiple Shields on different characters. They're basically making all the money. Like one guy I'm I play with on Sylphir, he has probably over a hundred pairs of Jinx Scotlands to sell. Jinx wristbands. Ridiculous. The market's flooded out right now. They need new items to make, but even if they do make new items, all the craftingers will basically go that. Like they did with the worm ash. What about you, Spicy? How's it treated you specifically? Uh, I enjoy not making those big ticket items. Yeah. So it's, it's been great for me because, as I said, when I do Void Watch, I'll take all these things people NPC for less money or throw in the ground or something, uh, you know, dark steel ores or the logs, and just make those into things to make me more money. It doesn't take me much time. I can hit a macro and go work on dinner or something and come back and have some sense and hit it again. Um, 
that to me, because I don't merc and I don't really like farming. So that to me, I enjoyed crafting and leveling it up. And now I have it so I can make my puppet parts and save money. And then I was surprised how many people in a day so far have bought attachments from me standing at the NPC there. I mean, that's not a bit. And the auction house is swamped with ridiculous stuff. People buying them and selling more in the auction house. And that no one sells, no one buys them there. They just go to the NPC or bunch on the auction house for less or something. It's it's a disaster on the auction house. But if you just stand at the NPC, I mean, there you go. So it's not like a real thing people can do, but that's the point is there's all these different markets that, you know, they're not big money markets, but I just kind of like the idea that I can go into the mod garden and I can get a bunch of nonsense or adamant ores or something. And because bail isn't worth as much as it used to be. So if you just take your bail and buy... um what is it the the rock serum not the serums it's whatever the, whatever the highest level like uh 12,000 bailed item or something is you buy that and throw it on your cap mod garden mining thing you're going to get tons of dark steel ores and and adamant and and all these other items that you can then take and craft for more money and sure it's not the best use of time in a world where you can make you know millions of gil by playing the game for someone who for whatever reason doesn't want to do something and pays you money for something or just doing ambuscade but you know, it's, I don't want to just do ambuscade. I don't want to do this or that. And I need crafting to make food for myself because they don't make a lot of the foods I have an interest in, like uh, Arabiata or uh, Nero Decepi or something, those cool foods that give you store TP, double attack, or, you know, things like that. Behemoth steaks, or there's a lot of things that make more sense to craft than get on the auction house. So that's kind of where I stand. Like, I would, um, I wish I could use my craft to mitigate the day-to-day cost of operations for my character. And I think that's where I keep circling back to saying, you know, uh, like cooking specifically, I think is the best craft in the game. Um, As a cloth crafter, I can't think of one time anyone has ever requested my craft. And that's even with people like not knowing like what stage of shield I'm on, like just assuming that because I have like 120 something that I'm good to go. Um, I've never had anyone request Clothcraft ever. Um, I've had more people request like my alchemy subcraft um, to make like um, the the cotton or whatever for um, for like geo upgrades and stuff. Like what I what I'm what I'm saying is is people really shouldn't look at the big ticket item at the end of the day. Like they should research the craft first and figure out what it makes because you don't want to be stuck with uh with you know two pretty bad SU five wands and like a full line of summoner gear that isn't really worth that much to HQ uh, at the end of the day. So here, I mean, Bayami is a thing, but better, better example here. I talked about that at the very start and two hours later, I'm probably going to get to the story. Adamar wristbands. Ooh. I, yeah. I think, I think those were going before the shields came out. I think those were going for, what were they? Do you remember like 30, 40 mil 50 for the HQ hands or something? It was like, like 30 mil or something stupid. And I got the bright idea of it's like, oh, you're you're tier one above whatever, you can HQ this, I'll go farm the items for it. And I was farming Legion regularly, I was uh gaining all these items, I was buying the other ones, like the befouled silvers or whatever I needed, and some I wasn't gonna go do Void Watch, not Void Watch, the the Void Walker NMs. But I ended up paying I kept track of it too. I ended up paying eighty six million worth in uh in Gil to get the like 30 mil wristbands. Yeah. Could have just bought them, but I, re- I was too stubborn to. Yeah. So that's basically my point is crafting is a very unique system in this game. So it's, it's good to experience it, but don't just think you're going to make a bunch of money because everyone already is there. Everyone's already have been, has it manipulated. 
but if you just want to have fun and just experience it, I definitely would say it's worth trying. There's a lot. Don't of, look at it. Don't look to it as a moneymaker. There's a lot of things that matter too as a newer player. Uh, sheep leather is something that you run into through the game, and and other items you need are are made that way. I mean, there's a bunch of random things, um, gobby bag items and stuff that are maybe not that not as a new player you want to stop and make a craft, but you know, crafting matters for these markets, and they're not really exploited like. Uh, you know, if you just went out and farm spiders for whatever reason, it's not, it's not. The problem is, it's not a great use of your time compared to the other alternatives of other items in the game and things like that. But I mean, rainbow thread on a service, two hundred k a stack for thread. I mean, that's yep. that's not nothing. Yeah. But now that sparks are nerfed, it is a good thing to look to look forward to make like you know the rabbit hides and I definitely the make sheep blood- a good there. amount of gill in my wallet from when I do events or I'm farming Leviathan or something and taking those items and just making them into something else, which is the best case use for crafting for money, I think now, unless you really, really want to try and compete with people who have a hundred HQ wristbands to sell over you. You should have a, like, like a varied portfolio, if you will, uh, of like ways to make gill, I suppose. Cause like, you're going to have like your day-to-day costs that you want to offset through like one method. And then you want like your big ticket money, uh, things where like you know you're gonna like try to save up and and buy x thing um you want that through another method and then like you want the stuff that like powers through your uh your remas like you know su5s and remas stuff where you need like 100 mil plus um you know you want you want that method hashed out in a different way and you don't really want to have them all overlap each other because you're not going to use like necessarily your same day-to-day farming to get like a mythic that you would to just turn around and spend it on the food that you're going to use for that day for example like, I, I don't know. That's just kind of the way that I see it. Like, all gill is liquid. Like, it's all going to be one contributed amount. The problem is but a cell, if you though. have, like, these... Yeah. Here's another good one, because yeah. no one does it. And it looks like RMT are using it, because, of course, they are. Because I don't think ASDCY selling the last seven, eight of these is a real person. Um, Moblin Weave. That's, like, level... That's a low-level uh, clothcraft item. Let me check that real quick. Um, it is 23, level 23 cloth craft, and it sells for 130k, and it sells quickly because it's a gobby bag item. And the thread have like a decent drop rate. Yeah, for a single one. 130k for a single one of a moblin weave, and the threads drop if you have treasure hunter. The problem is you have to find the mobs, and it's in Mobopolis, even the low level one. So you can, I would, I would think arguably if you go in there, you could maybe within 15 minutes get at least 130k. I mean, the problem is because there's at times when this goes I down guess. to below 100 and people are competing with you to keep moving around, but that's like a 30% drop rate for those stupid threads from the few mobs that drop them, and it's an instant level 23 cloth craft 100k synth. One thing that we didn't talk about, though, is that some crafts are better positioned than others, especially when it comes to HQ rates. And yeah. then crafts like smithing and cloth craft specifically, like if you HQ a, a cloth attempt, like if you're turning three threads into a cloth, for example, just a basic version of the synth, if you HQ that, nothing happens. That's it's also a good result. thing, too, because you don't have to worry about trying to get higher HQ rates just to make something, uh, make more money or get more of an item out of something. It's just that's the item. And I think they factored into other sense, too. So it's kind of nice to have something <laughs> you don't need to HQ. I don't know. It's just thinking about the Moblin Weave, like the fact that it doesn't matter if I'm 110, like you, you can you can do that. Like you can farm that using your subgraphs. Like it's a, it's it's not any specific craft that you have to get that, that matters. So like you kind of lose that specialization. Like, I don't know. 
you know, I think it, the some crafts are definitely poised. What better is than great money though is if Essie ever brings a skill up campaign again for crafting, because then people buy every item off the. There'll be no mithril ingots on the auction house. People will just buy <laughs> the hell out of that, and you just all you got to do is sell those base items. You'll be making like 100k for mithril ingots and just just stupid stuff that you can make rapidly easily. So I restrained myself throughout the podcast when you guys mentioned it. Um, I actually did start fishing. Ooh, yeah. I started just because I want to do the ROEs. That's it. Yeah, I started with that. I'm like, I, I spent two days on it so far, and I'm like level seven. It's a, it's a grind. I initially did it back when uh, the Shaper Shawl was released. I got high enough just to do that, and, and got got her in the belly quest, whatever it is, with a Matsuya. Oh, nice. Also, I think there's a Vor Seal or something for it. Fisherman's Heart gives you the Vor Seal. Yeah. Okay. But well, I, just... I remember a while back i got the um the fisher torque from uh a nice while neo nice while or whatever the the campaign and i just like sent it to a mule and then i needed it recently when i was doing uh, moblin burrows because like for whatever reason i didn't have the um sedere cotard yet and i wanted one just so you know free nukes or free nukes and there was like one mission in there where i had to like fish up a monster and i did not have the skill level to do it so i started fishing and and i think i may continue it you isn't know, fishing a monster no skill it's just difficult not this particular one. Um, apparently, it said that there was like no success at zero skill, but there was like all sorts of success at, at ten. And I had great success at, at eight because I got the six and I had the plus two torque. So I don't know, but I definitely had no no result at zero. That's for sure. Was there anything we missed? Because I mean, we had Funk's outline. It felt complicated. We talked about Worm Ash. Oh, uh, what about the? Worm oh yeah, Ash? we didn't talk about Worm Ash. I mean, they added this to the game, and they they did something weird where. They added worm ash, but they didn't make it readily available to anybody. Like when it was when it was initially came out, like you had to still earn your DI points up to twelve hundred. So like everyone was like going to every worm and maxing out their points every single day. And then finally, when that day came, there was like an apocalypse of worm ash. Like people were like selling it like it was the stock market. And I remember I swooped in there when when it was still like like 50, 60 million, like it started at like over 100. And I remember I sold like two worm ash at like 50 million. It was, it was ridiculous. Absolutely absurd. Oh, yeah, it was great. And like now it's down to like, what is it? Six. Everyone wants the, the plus one. I don't do the orbs or whatever. Yeah, they, they were trying to be the first person to send the uh, the plus one items. Absolutely. I remember when when that started, there was that one guy who's a cloth craft. After on Azura, um, he made um, the Clothcraft Waste. And this is yet another boo, poor me Clothcraft story. Like, nobody bought the Clothcraft Waste because you have um, Orpheus Sash and you have like Eshen Stone and you have like Sacro Cord. There's all these things that are basically as good as it. So, like, he plus one it. And I remember watching the price start at like 400 million where everything else was. And then it dropped down to like 200 million like four days later. And then it was at like 30 million. I, I don't know. It, it, it was really sad watching it drop like that. And uh, I'm not sure if we want to talk about it, but the crafting exploit back last year. Oh yeah, that was show. that was the biggest thing since um since the duping of metals and everything, or the dupling of items. It was like we had an item duplication glitch, uh, and then we had the crafting exploit, and then we had the metal duping thing. And it's like now I see things have been recently going down a lot in price again. Uh, the next plus two and the weapons plus two, like uh, Gandering was over a hundred mil for a while, and now it's down to like eighty something mil over the past couple months, and it's like, that only happened last time when there was some exploit going on. That's another problem but, with crafting, too, is uh, something like that happens, and no one 
directly knows until everyone knows and it's like this whole time you've been screwed by another glitch over the years it, again. it can also be a result of less skill in the economy though like deflation is what i'm thinking yeah yeah i don't know how much deflation is really going on though because it's, it's well there's no it, longer the um, it's a pretty noticeable increase over the past couple months and it's not just because there, there's no or, more sparks yeah but it's been a while for sparks Right, but you also have to have to think that they have to ban the accounts out of the game um, that have all that that guilt on them, and that's what the special task force goes after. So you have that combined with you know, look at what your guild outlets really are. I guess there's like the home point crystals that everyone's constantly using, and then there's like the materials for like your artifact gear and, and those things that go directly into an NPC. Like the, these are some pretty big um, these are some pretty big factors that take guild out. Now that we don't have this this huge influx of guild coming in. Um, like I can see that the deflation itself is is real in this case because oh, like I know it's not it's, only I know that it's still a thing. I just didn't think it was down. that dramatic. Well, everything is 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 taking a, a pretty decent dive. I think only the SU three stuff is kind of held solid, and like some of the higher end um, uh, negative one crafts. Did you want me to say what the glitch was? Oh yeah, you... oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mister Outline. Well, no, I'm just wondering if you want to go into it. Just uh, the glitch was um, uh, what is it? Battle mod would show you if you're going to HQ before. So you would just change zones in your mog house uh, or something like that? That was the second one. Okay, what was the first one then? Yeah. The first one is basically, yeah, there's a packet for HQ or NQ right when, uh, right when you started the craft, like, like Battle Mod. It tells you if you're going to NQ or HQ. But you basically canceled your synth with an add-on. You broke the synth, oh, but you didn't right. lose any materials. Just kept doing it over and over again. And every HQ set was a guarantee, or every synth set was guaranteed HQ if you kept like attempting the synth until you actually got the HQ packet. Yeah, so basically they fixed that. kept filtering out the packet and you just would refuse to do the synth unless you got the right packet. But then it fixed that. But then the second glitch was that, like you said, you switched the Mog House floors. You injected a zone switch packet to basically switch the zone in your Mog House floor until you got a guaranteed HQ. So every synth recipe, basically every synth attempt recipe would guarantee an HQ result if you did it long enough. Which is weird because it only happened in the Mog House, obviously, because you could do it there. But the problem with that is, didn't I don't know if any of you know the answer to this, but didn't back in the day, if you were synthing your fishing rod in the boat and the boat zoned, you lost the rod or something if you were in the middle of the synth? Yeah. So yeah. why did it not do it for the Mog House? Uh, no, I guess it's the same zone technically. You just did it for a different part of the zone, maybe? Okay, yeah. So I don't know, I don't know. it has to reload it, but you didn't change zones, I guess. That's probably why. That's, 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 a, that's a good point. Because, I mean, it's not like people are also using it to like send to send you to mog garden or anything it was it was very specifically the other floor so there has to be something about like the makeup of the mog house itself no it's crazy that somebody actually figured yeah, that out seriously though. just add-ons though it was if you had no add-ons you couldn't do it i think crafting. that alone scares me away from caring about ever trying to make a lot of money with crafting because there's money to be made i mean you see that these items sell for a lot they also cost a lot to make is the problem but someone has to make them and if they didn't then they'd be even more money but I just kind of like after all these things, it's why would I want to try and compete when I'm not going to do that and know that I'll end up just losing my own money because I'm not using exploits like other people every time they come out. It takes a while for them to recover. I mean, the metals never really recovered from the duping. I suppose. The shard price is recovered because people are just using them to get the shards for like cheap. And now the shards are expensive as hell. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it still feels like they're down. Not for. Um, I, mean, I remember I used to have to check all the time uh, as to whether or not a shard was worth like more or less than like the three metals, and like now I, I see that like most of the expensive shards are hovering around like three and a half mil, maybe. Yeah, like so they're staying right it's, about it's like three point eight mil for thief like still. So, but the price of metals has gone down. So it's, yeah, I don't know. Like it's still not. 
like it, it's still usually worth it to get the drop rather than trade the metals in. Like there, there's nothing absurd like Corsair feet used to be, where like you, you where they had inflated past the point of the metals, and like I don't understand why nobody ever checked the auction house. But, like you could straight up print money out of the fact that you could trade the three metals for the Corsair for the Corsair boots, and then just turn them right back around, sell it, and buy more metals. But that was a thing for a yeah. while. Well, the the glitch for crafting got so bad, like people were giving, I'm here giving away like Stikini plus one, neck plus two if you bought Gil, SU five weapons if you bought so much Gil. It's ridiculous. How many times you got pumped out? I remember right the day we knew it was all. Everyone knew it was going to be patched too. The day it was going to be patched, right before that day, people were like trying to still sell all their stuff. So I bought the Argelmir Orb plus one for. It was like, it's close to what it is now, but it was still for a long time. It was uh, like it wasn't. 400 mil though yeah i bought it for like 50 mil or something ridiculous 42 mil i think i paid i think right now it costs like 50 something mil to buy so it eventually came back down but i noticed because even during that time i sold an orpheus sesh for 240 mil and like now i i keep looking at it to see if it's worth it to try to keep farming it um quote unquote farming it um and now if i sell it it's only like 130 so i mean like everything's really come down okay funk you've reached martel length here i think you've gotten the equal martel treatment so <laughs> Let's, right. let's wrap this up. Yeah, I'm pretty spent. I think we covered everything. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, you did a great job, Funk. Thank you. Yeah, but it was fun. We need him to monitor us more often. He was on task. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I felt like he had like that, uh, you know, stern look on his face and hands on his hips. Like, uh, you skip forward in the thing we're going to talk about, but that's fine. Yeah. We didn't really mention much of this, Guccian, or, or how to make it. But we have a good page in BG to look. It's not like any of us actually have a shootyons, right? Like, no, not have one. Funk, Funk, did you bot yours? No, I didn't. I was going to. No, no, I didn't buy it. I'm still like five, <laughs> ten thousand spirit. I just stopped with ten thousand to go. No, ten thousand out of a hundred thousand done. Oh, oh, gross. Okay, I can understand that. I'm just doing it slowly. It's just whatever, you know. <laughs> Someday, Funk. there's so many in the economy now. What's the point? Just to have it, you know, just for. Funk takes BG so seriously that while we were doing this synergy thing with the mini synergy thing, he went and edited the synergy page to add that in while we were talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm like, it was not there. I shot it. Dedicated to your craft, sir. So to wrap this up, hopefully we'll, we like the comments on YouTube always. And if anyone wants to email something personal or you could always PM me on uh, the BG forums, which uh, our nice Swedish dude does. Uh, so you could do that, but the thread on BG, could someone post, actually, Al, uh, our, our number one, I won't say he's our number one fan. He's not, he's, he's not a fanboy. He just, I think he did it after we said something. He actually went to the, uh, the BG thread and bumped it with a suggestion. <laughs> and I was like, could someone please post in that besides me? And, uh, was it Alvino? Yeah, Alvino, Alvin Ho, whatever his name is. Tell me how to pronounce that in the thread. I, I would appreciate that. <laughs> But yeah, someone post there, get <laughs> to good, us. Yeah. You could, uh, you know, YouTube comment us or whatever. And we want to read, we want to have a segment at the start where we respond to people's questions that they've sent us or their, you know, concerns. We kind of did that um, with the magic defense bonus thing. So that was good. We like talking though. Yeah. Usually we end up answering things in the Discord. So unfortunately, well, yeah. we, don't, we don't necessarily get to it on here. I like our Discord. So I'm should make, make a glue huffing channel so we can oh. the next episode. <laughs> yeah, someone posted on the YouTube that they wish they huffed as much glue as Fox into a podcast with me. Adam huffing just before this. I don't really think they understand how much glue that actually is. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't well, know. His name was COVID nineteen, so I can't be that much. Uh, COVID nineteen is a great name. Uh, how much? I don't. I didn't even check. You had me post a model of glue back to this person, Fox. Is it like? I didn't even look it up after that. I just posted it. I, I just looked up like the most potent brand or whatever <laughs> of commercial grade adhesive. <laughs> and it just was like, yeah, this one right here will probably kill you. Let's do this one. I didn't know you were that uh, into the whole thing, having to Google industrial glues just to respond back. I, I don't know. Like people, <laughs> people act like Google magic is hard and it, it's not. I, I thought was it was just, your just actual Google glue search. or something like you did models. No, dude. That, that that was just me going Google search. Okay, copy pasta. <laughs> Here's a name. That that is not my preferred glue to to huff out of a, a brown paper bag. I promise. I use a Wendy's sack. <laughs> I feel like this should have been a after hours talk right here. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say as soon as he said yeah, it was the done. Wendy's sack thing, I was gonna say thanks everyone for listening. See ya. Well, we gotta remember that if they're gonna send their emails in, it should be to wtfvanadeal at gmail dot com. Ooh, Fox with the plug. He's uh he's learning. He's I, go. I remembered it. This time, do you have more spam at that email? Now? No, um, no one, actual... no one emails it. We had the first couple emails right away when we started plugging it, and no one. E- I mean, I don't want spam, but no one emails it, so I'm like, that's fine. It's just used for um for like Pandora, so I can email them every couple weeks and say, hey, it's been eight weeks. Are we on Pandora yet? No, we're not. It's still on their radar. Don't not. worry, they say it's on their radar. Yeah, we're on everything except Pandora because it's been like nine weeks now, and I guess they're uh, still debating if we're. Welcome there or not.